Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have come together to create a better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling you with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. The Bruno's family. Here is Tony Brunke. Sweet. Petite. Good evening, showcase. And welcome to the very special Halloween edition of the Tony Bruno Show Live. And what a show we have tonight. Jam-packed action. Forget about the World Series. Forget about NBA. Forget about hockey. Well, you don't have to forget about it. You can, like, do a split screen or something. Because we got important stuff on this program tonight. Like the National Football League. Like Weed. Like Carson Wentz. You mean, you mean Christ? That's right. In fact, I almost I was running late today. Because I just got my hunting license and went to a prayer meeting with Carson Wentz today. So I wanted to make sure I got home in time for all that action to take place. You did good. We broke bread upstairs. We had a nice little Thanksgiving dinner midweek. Yes, we did. It was beautiful, man. We gave thanks to the Lord our God for Carson Wentz. And most importantly for the Cleveland Browns being dumb enough to trade. So because Paul DePodesta, the expert guy in Cleveland, said that Carson Wentz, you know, these guys are just like top 20 picks. So thank you, Cleveland. Thank you again for bringing us to the promised land. And by the way, while we are deifying, what's his name, Sam Hinkie in Philadelphia for tanking and amassing all these draft picks, isn't it about time we gave some love to a guy who's been ripped in this city year after year after year and has put together, not just this year, but you look at some of the drafts, the recent drafts, the moves. You know who I'm talking about, Luigi Curto. Who am I talking about? Howie Roseman. The general manager of the city. I'm kidding. Yeah, no, listen, everybody, everybody thought Howie was, was, uh, was Mr. Idiot. Yep. It turns out he, he did some pretty good things, Tone. Once he got Chip Kelly out of his way. That's all it took. <laughs> it was getting a coach, fired a coach that he hired, and that was all it took, man. And then remember, when he fired the coach, this team was headed into the decline. Remember, because Chip Kelly had the one good year, and then the next two years, obviously things weren't, weren't going well, and the whole... It doesn't matter about time of possession stuff went out the window because it does matter about time of possession. No, but everybody was getting a solid eight hours of sleep at night. And that's, no doubt that's about what's it. important, Tony. And smoothie sales were through the roof and all the other stuff. And a lot of people were bought into Chip Kelly. I did initially. But As got, did I, because it was new and it was exciting and it was high paced and it was quick paced and it was something we've never seen before. And, we, and everyone likes that college offense kind of being brought mm-hmm. in because no one knows what's going on. People are looking at the sidelines, everybody's standing up and looking over, and the defense is on its heels the entire game. Problem is that. Time possession does kind of matter in the NFL. It, it does. Which proves that the college game is the only college offense that works in the NFL. It's not the Alabama offense. It's not the Army offense, even though they beat Temple. You know what offense works in the National Football League more than any other one now? It's not the old the West Bill Coast Walt, Not the West Coast offense. What? It's not the, uh, the, the run and shoot. 
It's not. Uh, give me a couple other the uh, the spread, the spread offense, the wishbone. No, it's the North Dakota State Bison offense. Oh, okay, that's the one that works right now. The Division Two college football offense is what's running train on the NFL is it right not? now. It is. Yes, it is. Technically, it is. I mean, Corey Clement and is you know with that nice wheel route that was beautiful, man. The um, Listen, I can't knock them. They're scoring points, Tony, at will. I mean, I can't knock them. They're proving that you don't have to have all the – you know, you don't have to go out and get the biggest free agent cornerback to come in here and screw up your op- uh, your defense. Case in point, Namdi Asamoah, uh, Byron Maxwell, Corey uh, – what's the guy? The guy from – Maxwell uh, just got released by the – I know. And Maxwell was one of the reasons the chips that, that Chip Kelly – not Chip Kelly, the Howie Roseman used when he unloaded Sam Bradford – got the pick so he can move up to number two and eventually get Carson Wentz last year. So everything's falling into place, and Carson Wentz, in his second season, I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame. I'm not starting to—I am starting to sketch the actual artist's rendering, which will then eventually become a, a clay cast, which will then eventually become marble, I think, because I don't believe just some crappy plastic statue of Carson Wentz will do. I believe it's got to be granite. Am I right, Miss Robin? If you're going to make a Carson Wentz statue, are you going to go with the typical bronze? You're going to go with the plaster cast? No, you're going to go, I think, marble. We have to find the greatest Italian sculptor alive today. I may have to go to Italy to search every single art studio and every single Italian woman. I I do like the granite and or marble idea, but I'm thinking more of like one of those... Like laser ones where it looks 3D. Laser? You mean a hologram? No, 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 no. Like they have like they're they're made out of like crystal and they have the the you can light it up on the inside and have it. It's no, that's all cheesy stuff. You can get at the Halloween store. No, especially seventy five percent off next Wednesday, the day after Halloween. You know what I'm saying? What's that? Who's calling you, Robin? Her mom. Is it your mom? (laughs) Let me see. Um. I don't know. No, it was it was a it was a block call. Good. So I'm going to make sure that I turn off my phone. You're damn right, Robin. What's the matter with you? Miss Robin is here. Tony Bruno here. We're going to talk a lot of football. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. We'll play back, ladies and gentlemen, to prove that this show isn't about uh, smashing things and 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 hiding evidence or hiding or not giving you the facts or the truth. We will go back and play you a well edited by Miss Robin segment, not edited. As they say when you see those videos on, on the net on the internet, and they say, Oh, that was highly edited. They 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 changed highly that. edited, yeah. Highly edited. The, the the tape that we will play you tonight is highly edited, but only for time. Correct. Not for content. It was just had some of the longer dialogue in between these things exactly. deleted out. Basically, so just... Luigi and I spent twenty minutes doing the breakdown well, more of the than NFL that. schedule. Yes. And Robin got that. it down to three minutes because we remember that was the night the squirrels were in here and we were feeding the squirrels, oh, Robin. Leave it to a woman to cipher through all the bullshit between two guys exactly. and get down to the business. So we got all that stuff out that doesn't matter. All we got you was the meat. That's all you want. You want the filet mignon. You don't want the the, the scrap roast. You want you don't want the slow cook. You exactly. want you want the juice. You, you don't want, want that crappy piece of meat that's on sale at the market. Then you can put it in the you know in the slow roaster and cook it to death for fifteen hours, making you know so it sounds like it tastes like a pot roast, which it actually does. I'm talking about the prime cuts here now. That's what I'm talking about. Then that's what we will play for you tonight. Plus, you know who else is going to join us tonight on the show? I'm excited. Who? The great Steve Zabin. Not only a great guy and a great friend, 
one of the great broadcasters in our nation today. Is he coming into the Michael and David wine cell? No, he's not coming Unfortunately, in. Unfortunately, he, he is. He's in, uh, he's in hiding in Washington with the rest of the uh, folks. Yeah. With Congress, with the president, with everybody else who's hiding, including uh, Kirk the— Kirk Cousins. Terrell Pryor's been on the side of a milk carton for the past yes, he has. four weeks. Sadly, though, no one in Washington is even looking for Terrell Pryor. No, right they're not. Now. No, they're not. Even the Raiders aren't looking for Terrell the Hell Pryor. no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, he had a rough night. But we'll talk uh, with, uh, with Steve Zabin about the action that is the National Football League. By the way, for those of you who are watching us live on, on Facebook, Facebook Live, live and, I, and you, the Halloween backdrop, I haven't seen it now. I heard it looks yeah, spectacular. People are it looks, about it. It looks so really cool. Good. So it's one of those goofy little lights that you can buy at Walgreens and Walmart. Everywhere and now. Everywhere projection everywhere now. is the big thing now. Have you yes. noticed? Everything's about projection on your house, the snowflakes, the Halloween. So last week, we got last year, we got this thing. Robin decorated the front of the house for Halloween. And I said, what are we doing for the show? We have to have Halloween stuff. And we had a leftover lamp from last week, last year, and we're not using it. It's sitting on the dining room table. I said, let's get this damn show Halloweened up. Now, for those of you offended by Halloween and Halloween costumes, or maybe your little girl wanted to go out as Moana, and then you were told, you know, if your daughter's not a Polynesian-American, you cannot be Moana. If you go to Disneyland, Disney World, or any Disney park with your daughter... Make sure she does not uh, dress up as a Disney yes. pre- pr- princess because according, if she's not the right race or ethnicity. According to Cosmopolitan. No, it was actually Red Book. Red Book had it first, then Cosmo okay, picked, it picked it up. Picked it up. Because so there's only, nothing dumber than Red Book except Cosmopolitan, which used to tell women how to give their men oral. And now they're telling people what not to wear for Halloween. So well, they've really gone down it, all right? According to Red Book and to Cosmopolitan, if you have a little Caucasian child, they mm-hmm. can only wear Caucasian type. And Miss Robin has been doing a racial brag breakdown now of uh, Disney heroes. Oh, really? Uh, ca- uh, Disney I am princesses. Aladdin. Oh, can oh, I oh. just say how completely idiotic is this? I mean... Just think about it. Whenever you think that something is a good idea, switch it around to the other color and then see if it still holds true. And if it doesn't, then you know that that is wrong. It's an everyday thing. Every day, something else becomes offensive in this country. Things that have been around forever that suddenly, all of a sudden in 2017... Are no, the, not thing that, the thing that makes me so sad. I'm offended. My glass is empty. The thing uh, that makes me too. so incredibly sad is, is that, that Martin Luther King tried so hard. This is what he gave his life for, literally, to integrate us, to make us all be one. But this isn't about black and white. Yes, no, it it's is. not. No, it's not. Moana is Polynesian. No, but what they're saying is, if a little, if a little white girl wants to be Moana, she can't or shouldn't because that but would be considered racist. They're basically saying a little black girl shouldn't be Moana either because Moana is uh, Polynesian, right? No, it was. It wasn't that. It was more about if if a little girl has. Uh, kinky hair, then the Moana is more appropriate. But if you have like... Well, what like, happens? What, wait, wasn't there a black Annie? Didn't they do a black version of Annie? Mm-hmm. Did anybody have a problem with that? I think it's just the most idiotic it's thing. It's funny to me too. I mean, we, <laughs> this country the, needs to, to chill a little bit. Just well, listen to the show and chill. Can I, te- so, can I do a quick little anecdote story? Just a fast one. About you being a Disney princess? No. Which one were you I tried very hard. I mean, uh, color does not really mean much to me one way or another. And when I raised my children, I I never made color be a big deal. And here is a very good example of something that happened, which I think is just so fantastic because of the way children think. My daughter, Kimberlyn, when she was first starting first grade, 
she went in and um, she came back and she was telling a story about a little boy named Kevin and that he made a joke and she was laughing and there were like three or four Kevins in her class. And so I was asking him like, which Kevin? And he, she said, you know, the one who gets driven by his mommy every day. And I was like, you mean the little black boy? And she goes, no. And I was like, okay. And so I said, well, which one? And she goes, you know, the one with the brown eyes. And I'm thinking, well, the other two little Kevins have like blue and green eyes. And I'm trying to think, I'm like, the only other little boy that's driven by his mommy that has brown eyes that I can think of is black. So or African-American. Like, did you write, oh, your, excuse me. Did your daughter say, Mom, you're a racist? Yeah. So African-American, black, whatever. I actually have Kenny right and, here. And so then, hey, where are the white women at? And so then you know, I, he was checking I was it like, out even looking, back then. I was looking, I'm like, are you sure it's in your class, Kimmy? And she's like, mom, yes, little. And she's, she's getting really angry at me. And I'm like, sweetie, yes, you're the little boy you're talking about is black. And she goes in her little first grade six. I don't even think she was all of six years old yet. She looked at me. She goes, he's not black, mom. He's brown. And that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is how children think. You're right. It's not about race. It's what you teach them. It is. It's, it's totally. They're, they're being raised differently, man. Absolutely. And enough about race. So anyway, that is how people should be raised. It has absolutely nothing to do about race. Exactly. So even if you're adults out there, because I ripped this yesterday on my Twitter. Even if you're an adult and you want to go out as Moana or Snow White or any of the princesses, go right ahead. There's nothing wrong with it. That's what Halloween is about. It's not about being yourself. It's about being somebody else. Correct. Isn't that what Halloween's it's about? It's exactly what it's about. Who You're goes out like as himself for Halloween? You know, you should go out, go out just like this, Tony. You should be the unsilent majority. That's, that's what you that's are. What I will be. That's exactly what Tony's going to be, the unsilent majority. Ridiculous. I was ridiculous. going to go out with a tiki torch, but they take that shit seriously nowadays. I hear you. Actually, it was in Home Depot yesterday. They're out of the bamboo ones, but they have plenty of the metal ones left, I see. <laughs> Would you use a metal one if you're going to go out and start trouble? man. Are you going to use a t- wicker one? Wicker? Wicker. Anyway, we got a lot of fun stuff tonight. We, we got the World Series underway. We got the Sixers medical staff uh, looking like the Three Stooges in the classic paging Dr. Fine, Dr. Howard, Dr. Fine. Remember that one? Dr. Yes. Howard, Dr. Fine, Dr. Howard. <laughs> Didn't we just lose a stooge? No, no. I don't think any Didn't of Curly them are... just die or something? No, Curly's been dead forever, they're, man. They're all... Curly died and then Shemp replaced him. Oh, uh, okay. And then uh, Curly Joe came along. I don't think any of the stooges are still alive. No, they're not. No. No. It must have been someone's birthday then or something like that. Yes, that it was. It was um, Shemp's you know, birthday, right? Shemp's birthday. It was. Yeah, it, yeah. That's right. That's what it was. And you know, Sorry Shemp was actually one, was related to, he was one of the, he's one of the brothers. Because, you know, Larry Fine, who grew up in, 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 on South Street. Did yeah. you know that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. He was There's born bar- there. He was born there. Right. So Larry Fine, Larry of the, of the Three Stooges, originally from Philly, but Mo Howard and Shemp were brothers. Did you know that? I did not was know that. Shemp Howard? Shemp Howard. I did not know that. Well, I think I, maybe I did know that, but I didn't not, realize. Not, not was... our friend John Howard. No. Or, or Juwan Howard. Or Juwan Howard. Or Jordan Howard, Chicago Bears. Now, exactly. Or Ron Howard, famous Shep was director. not his real name, right? I mean, it's a, it's a nickname, uh, right? I don't know. What do I look like, 75 years old? Who knows? You have not a yet. lot of useless information in that noggin I know. I mean, I'm a big Stooges fanatic, too. I, one New Year's Eve, I watched Stooges over... Yeah, it was last New Year's Eve. It was That's you right. and I, jackass. <laughs> we were watching the Stoop... I said, I'm not watching Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> Rob. I'm not watching Ryan Seacrest... 
And I'm not, and I won't have to worry about. It it. I'm not watching uh, in this house. What's his yes, name? It was in this house. Anderson Cooper, who's now looking for a new partner. Partner now that idiot, what's her face, got thrown the hell out on her ass. No, let's forget about that. Let's, and let's, I'm not watching Carson Daly. Talk about the, the happy time. Talk about the meal with that phenomenal. Oh yeah, no. prime rib. And so that, I made the my lamb point chops. Is, my good, point man. is, I'm a big Stooges guy. You I are. grew up watching the Three Stooges. You're a huge Stooge. And get, and back then. We didn't take frying pans and hit each other over the head when we saw this dude. Although I did poke a couple of friends in the eye. Now we have three different people, including Patty Tyson Perks and Joseph T. Blair, saying that Mo Shemp and Curly were all three brothers. Okay, but not Larry. Larry's the one who was different. Larry was Larry Fine. Mo Shemp and Curly were all Howards. Exactly. Lily's playing with the uh, Lily. Usually it's. I, I had, a, just to make it look a little bit Halloween-y other than the light, I threw a flag up Well, you got me down minute. here. I'm scary enough. It's fine. What do you got there, Tone? Trick or treat? I, I think Tony's I going for the... I prefer the trick right now. Actually. I bet you do, man. Depending on the price. If the price is right, you know what I want. I don't need no more damn candy because I'm starting to look like a Buddha right now. Two chips at the same time. Exactly. Man. Well, that comes usually on Halloween Eve. That's Mischief Night in this house. Mischief that Night, October 30th. so <laughs> cool. Can you see it up there? It's messing me up, man. It's really see messing what? the light. lights. I can't tell. I haven't seen it because I don't have the I don't have the uh, Facebook feed live. But anyway, we got a lot of good stuff tonight. Miss Robin has a couple Florida updates tonight. There's so many Florida stories. My favorite is the shirtless chicken pluckers caught on tape update. What? I'll tell you about that later. We okay. got the World Series. Do you realize how old were you when the Dodgers were last in the World Series? Now remember, 08 and 09. The Phillies kept the Dodgers from out of the, into the yeah, World Series. Exactly. So the Dodgers have been in National League Championship Series since, mm-hmm. since the last time they were in the World Series. It's got to be what? Uh, we're talking Lasorda would be the last yep. time, right? So 88? 88, 88 is correct. How about that, Tony? Yeah, of course, you didn't know that because it's only been everywhere for the last 72 hours. Actually, no, I haven't watched a lick of TV in the past 72 hours. I haven't. Yeah. No, I haven't. Not even Walking Dead, the season eight I don't premiere. watch The Walking Dead, Tony. Well, you're in the minority, man. That's right. The Walking Dead beat football and the World Series game one in the ratings. Do you realize that? I can believe The I, Walking Dead had more people watching it nobody cares, on cable than the World Series and National Football League action. Nobody's really caring about the World Series too much. Houston and L.A., it's not that really big of a draw. For sure them. it is. Nah, are you kidding not. me? Nah, it's not. Nobody the cares. Dodgers aren't a big draw. The Dodgers themselves, yeah. When people make it to the park, but was it was the place was was everyone there on time or were they? Get there they actually the were really. Cause I was gonna say, and, cause and the game went so fast. That's breaking news. The stadium filled up on time. Well, they have to start the game at uh, five thirty in the afternoon, I'm which is making, impossible to get to. That's what I was gonna say. That just traffic. shows you how long. I mean, eighty-eight is what twenty-nine years. Twenty-nine, yes, 29 years. years ago. Yep. Do you realize most of the fans who were rooting for the Dodgers had not even seen a World Series in six. their lifetime? I was six, Bo. Millennials have no idea what the World Series was. No, not at all. In fact, one of my favorite restaurants in Los Angeles, I tweeted this last night, the original pantry on, on Figueroa Street downtown. It's been there since the 20s. Really? And they, they, what they do is they specialize in all the waiters wear bow ties and white shirts, and it's open 24-7. You can get anything in there. Okay. Like a bodega? No, it's a restaurant. Oh, it's a restaurant. It's a restaurant. Okay. And the waiters... Waiters don't normally work in bodegas. I know, Tony. I'm joking. So the waiters all wear bow ties and, and shirts. And the first time I went in there was with John Madden in 1984 during the Summer Olympics. And boom. Because John knew about the place because he went there many times as a coach. Sure. And he's an old, you know, he's a give me a, you know, steak and egg kind of guy. Of course. At two in the morning. 
So we go in there, and he's telling me all the stories about this place. The only people they hire as waiters are ex-cons. I like it. Yeah, it's a great place. And these guys are rehabilitated. The, the Do- it's been so long since the Dodgers were in the World Series that the current waiters at the old original pantry were still in the, in the big house the last time the what Dodgers happened? were. Paroled? What happened? <laughs> no, they were still in jail. Exactly. That's how long it's been. So we talk about, you know, glory franchise. I mean, the Dodgers, let's be honest, the Dodgers are one of the storied franchises. Of course. The Yankees are one of the storied. The Cubs were one of the storied franchises. Fortunately, no one from the last World Series for the, Dodge, uh, for the Cubs was ever alive. Actually, I actually think there were a couple people. There were a couple people who were around when the Dodgers, when the Cubs, I mean, were in the World Series, and they finally won it last year. And certainly there were a lot of people around. Larry King, who sits behind the plate at Dodger Stadium, he was there when they were the Brooklyn Dodgers. That's yeah. how far back he goes. And That's he, was why 30, he was 38 years old at the time, exactly. too. You know what I mean? But he did get to say something last night. He may have missed it in game one. I didn't hear it. He grabbed the mic sitting next to Mary Hart and said, Houston, hello. Did he really? No, no, I'm just making that up. That's where we got it from. That's where Keith Olbermann and I, I know, got the I know whole Houston got, hello from. I know. If from. he did say something, you know what he would say. He what? would say, hey, when you're listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Facebook Live, please make sure that you share, like, and subscribe so that the Tony Bruno Show goes far and wide. Because he is a fan of the show. Yes, he is. I would love to talk to Larry King. Oh, he's phenomenal. Just great for, guy. Just for five minutes. I just want to go to Nate Niles out there and have Nate, a nice... Exactly. Uh, Go to the deli with him. Nice and I had opportunities to have lunch with Larry, but I was always working when I was out there. You big time, Larry? I didn't big time him. I didn't have time. I talked to you him a lot. You made time. I, no, I talked to him a lot, but I was working during the day. I hear you, brother. Well, I'm going to call in sick. Oh, I'm having lunch with uh, Larry King. I'm sure he'd understand. You should have had him meet you on your, on your <sighs> turf. I'm sure he would have came out, Tone. You're a living legend in your own mind. I mean, right? <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Sorry, 717 tony Thank you. 717 Well, he deserves a living legend. He is, he is a living legend. Who Larry King is. I'm not a legend. Uh, yes, legend. you are. No, I'm not. But Tony does deserve the living legend based upon two months ago, the wins and losses. Oh, is there any doubt about that? Now, I posted this on Twitter. <laughs> Even on the dogs. I, I don't want to play this. I'm not playing this back to stick it to Luigi. I'm not. I'm no, not. listen, you playing this back isn't sticking to me. It's sticking to everyone who basically thought the way I thought. No, it's not, it's not about everybody was wrong and I was right. Because I said to you to earlier today, I said, you know, if I had said five and two uh, in the first seven games and you had said four and three, I wouldn't play it back, right? Because it doesn't matter. Because everybody gives opinions and most of them don't matter. But what I'm going to play for you is, is absolute fact. And I was mocked. I was ridiculed. I was called names. Yes, you were. I was yes. threatened on Twitter. You weren't threatened on Twitter. I was threatened on Twitter. I had cowboy fans all up in my oh, face. Oh, they're triggered as it is, Tony. Tony was called, you were called an idiot. You don't know what you're homer. talking about. I was called, you know, one thing you, can call, you can't call me as a homer. No, you can't. Well, a little bit, maybe. A little, well, teeny, a little bit. teeny, tiny bit. Am I an eagle? Listen, most people in the media are homers. And you know who they're homers for? The New York teams. Of course. 90% of the guys in, in radio and television are, have some sort of a New York connection. Yes, There are do. very few Philadelphia broadcasters in the national media. And I was one for a long, long time, and I always represented my city. It didn't mean I have to badmouth other towns, but I, I, I proudly represented Philly. And those fans who are from New York and became sportscasters, you know, they, they, they talk about the Yankees and the, the, the Mets. They have a lot of choices up there, though. Of course. Like when the Knicks... 
are good. Well, they haven't been good. Right. But the Knicks, you're either a Knicks or a Nets fan. You're either a, oh, a Nets a little, or a Jets fan. The Nets fan. had a little run there when it, when they had Jason Kidd and Richard Jefferson and them yeah. guys. And, Ken and then they moved to Brooklyn and became inconsequential. Now they stink. Yeah. They stink out loud. Yeah, they're horrible. They don't stink as bad as the Dallas Mavericks stink. No, they're terrible. They, the Dallas Mavericks are actually worse than the Phoenix Suns, yeah, whose too. best player doesn't even want to be there anymore. It's good. And they fired a coach three games in in the NBA oh, season. <laughs> Is that nuts or what? I've, la- I've lasted on this podcast longer than exactly. No NFL coach has been fired yet. Uh, Hockey usually fires coaches right away. I don't know, man. Sutter might be on the, on the hot seat over there in Tampa. He might be over there. Tampa Bay's head coach might be on his oh, way. Oh, Dirk Cutter? Yeah, Dirk Cutter. I, I don't know if he's on the hot seat. I don't know, Tony. He, they, a lot of people, including myself. Nah, he's not. The, he's not. I'll tell you, who's on, you know who's on the hot seat. Ooh. Pagano in, in in Indianapolis. I, you know what? I don't think they're going to hold it. I don't think Tony because because Andrew Luck's out for the year. He, he can use that excuse. Well, he's been using it for the last. It is. Year. He has been using it for the last. And year. they're up and down. I mean, there's a lot of guys. But the interesting thing is, is that the NBA. I mean, they fire coaches quickly too. But usually, hockey is the fastest trigger with firing a coach. Well, I just started watching hockey, so I'm not. No, sure. I mean, you've seen a lot of coaches fired right away at hockey. The Flyers fired Laviolette early in a season. Baseball managers get fired early. Yeah, but he was here for a while. I mean, yeah, I know that, but I mean, they, Earl they went, Watson Earl, was there for three days, man. I know. Earl, no one even knew who Earl Watson was a coach before he was fired. Oh, I was going to say he's former, you know, backup point guard for the Orlando Magic. That's exactly. And Cleveland Cavaliers. And so, you know, Phoenix is a mess. A lot of and a lot of NBA guys want to be traded. A lot of guys. I don't even know who's in the NBA anymore because they played a week. And I still don't know on who's on what team. A lot of moving parts, still, Tony. A lot of moving parts. Too many moving parts. Phoenix Suns right. have a very good but very young, very raw roster. And so you think Eric Bledsoe not wanting to be a part Dude, of it is good, is good for the franchise? Mi- in, in, in two games, I'm sorry, Tony, in three games, they were a minus 95. And one game, they lost by two. So do the math, Tony. They got outscored by 48 and 44 points, respectively. That's the way it works. It's I'm sorry, 43 team. points. I'm sorry. But I'm the sorry. average of loss, the average victory mar- loss large margin was like 30.9 yeah, points got, a game. They were getting crushed. In their first three games. They were getting crushed. And you know what they said to Earl Watson very, very quickly? Get out! Get out! Exactly. Meanwhile, don't forget, next Thursday night what? is November 2nd. What's that mean? You know what's going to happen then, Robin? Yes. We are going to be at the Day of the Dead. Oh, this is bull, man. Cantina Laredo event with... Uh, Espolon Tequila. Actually, I was in the state liquor store yesterday. You were. You had to re-up. I had to get some wine because our, our, we were running dangerously no, and uh, our, our shipment from the great folks at Michael and David has not arrived for this month. So I had to go out and make an emergency wine run. But while I was in the store, I checked on Hennessy, and it is still very scarce. Only two bottles in the store. Two bottles. That's two. it. Two bottles of Hennessy. It's still a crisis situation. We still got some upstairs. And being an investigative, award-winning investigative journalist, as I have been. And you still are. Well, not anymore. I don't nah, do it. you still practice every once My only investigations now are like haunted houses and stuff. But being a journalist, I went in there and before looking for my wine to take home today, I went and checked out the Hennessy situation, uh-huh. two bottles on the shelf, and signs, if you need to know about Hennessy, check at the counter. So I said, are those the only two bottles of Hennessy? She said, Yes. I said, so it is true that the shipment situation is at crisis level. Ooh. She said yes. Ed Nasta with the uh, liquor. He works for the oh, LCB. LCB. He said, what do we need? Oh, I thought you had breaking news. Uh, no. Ed Nasta, what do you need, Tony? We need no, everything. we're good. We're good. Are we? We got our Hennessy. 
Are we good? <laughs> yeah, we're good. I went and bought uh, six bottles of wine. We're not going to drink that bottle of Hennessy that quickly no, here No, it's, it's a sipping. We're not. It's a sipping thing. What's the matter with you? I'm not drinking a Hennessy tonight. I'm not good at it. The red wine is in shortage yes, here. Yes, we are drastically we are in and And that is because our normal shipments are being delayed because of all the wars. Exactly. The it's so understandable. Not, so I have no problem going out and buying wine. I'm not just a guy looking for free stuff. Who do I look like? An athlete who makes gazillions of dollars and still has to get free shit all the time? Of course. No. <laughs> but you know what I took a picture of in the state liquor store What do yesterday? you got? Esplan? Yes. Oh. They, and I took a okay. picture. I got to post it. So now I, I'm going to miss this dinner. What man. is... What That's is, right, Luis. See what happens, man? What you is You got to make normal, a decision. Fantasy football or tequila dinners. What is a normal bottle of Espelon going for? I'm going to tell you right now because I'm going to pull up. I took a picture. And this is just the... Uh, they have the Reposado at the, at the Pennsylvania State Liquor Store. So the Reposado is the aged one. It is not the Blanco. The Blanco Correct. Is they not didn't a... have the Blanco of the Reposado. Okay. But I got to find the pictures. Now, here it is. I can't believe I'm doing this while we're on the stupid show. I can. <laughs> I'm working upstairs all day on this show, so I don't just, like, sit down and talk. You know what I'm saying? I hate I'm not like these clowns on these network TV shows that have scripts handed to them five seconds before they go on the air and read it off a teleprompter. You have all sorts of things handed to you five seconds before you go on the air, just not a script. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Meanwhile, i got to find the picture. So here's the picture, which, if it opens up. I'm going to put it up to the camera so you can see it. This is what we would oh, be having. Okay. Next Thursday night at the next tequila dinner. See if you can get that on it. Oh, yeah. That's quality tequila. To tilt it just a little bit Is that the Añejo? No, yeah, no, that's the Reposado. That's the Reposado, okay. I can't. Robin? Tony, it won't work on on the camera. It's too too, uh, Well, can you tweet it out then? Yeah. Tweet it out for me. It's Espalon. It's tequila puro agave, which means pure agave. And I believe that is the Reposado. It's only like $26 a bottle. So it's not bad, but it's really good. And we'll have that next Thursday night. Well, so they're going to be, so just so that you guys know, if anybody is thinking of or wants to join us, you better get those tickets now. It will well, be sold out. Will there's going to be two open seats because I'm not going to be there. So. Well, no, we already have those filled. <laughs> Who's got one in my place? <laughs> I'll tell you later. But um, the. You know who's going to be there in your place, pal? Um. Where was I? Oh, so the Espelon. <laughs> well, I'm getting ready to <laughs> what? The, I can't find it. I'm, what were you looking for? Who's going to my place? The Blanco, the uh, Reposado, and the Añejo. Añejo. You will get shots of those for tasting, and then you still get all the other drinks that yeah, are Yeah, because they pair it with, with each your... of the courses. It's right. four courses. It's dessert. And everybody that's been there says, you weren't, you weren't lying. No. It's 60 bucks a person. The Just the... Just the the drinks alone will cost you close to a hundred bucks with tips Easily. in a restaurant. You're not just getting the drinks. Per person, normally, you're getting the full, the whole mishpoka. You're getting right. the whole package, and you get to hang out with us. You know what I'm saying? Which which is worth the price of admission alone. Easily, exactly. Tony. I normally charge people three, four, five dollars just to sit down with me. Six to talk. Exactly. Seven if you want to talk back. $10 if you buy me a drink. I hate Or I'll buy you a drink if you sit down and talk to me. <laughs> I mean, obviously, obviously I've, I'm gonna, I've missed the last one. I'm going to miss this one. I'm going to miss them all until Funkin' Fantasy uh, wraps up, which hopefully won't be anytime soon. But when, is this, when does the fantasy season end? We may be extending through the NBA season. I got, I got it. No, 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 no. What are you talking about, man? 
NBA fantasy. Tony, the da- seriously, daily man? fantasy football. It's daily fantasy for NBA. I have my limits. I have the breaking point. Well, I'd like the to, boiling point. I'd like to continue my craft and possibly make some money. So yes, I would like for it to extend to the NBA season. Is that okay? You're going to do hockey fantasy too? The hell no! Ain't nobody got time for that, brother. You're going to do on. golf fantasy. Go do is it NASCAR? golf or is it golf? It's golf. Is it golf? Golf? Meanwhile. I got contradicting stories on that. I don't know. We'll should, have some updates tonight, too. Should we go to the phones? We have callers on the we line? We do have callers on the line. I have, Let's I have, go to the phones. I, I want to play the give them a win, give them a loss dog. All right. How about, we, how about we take care of this phone call? It's a 513 area code. So they're definitely from out of town. We'll take care of this, and then we'll, and then we'll do the give them a win, All give right, them a loss. Let's do it. Let's go to the phones. All right. So it's 513 uh, You're on the air. Hello. What up, Bruno? What up, Miss Robin? What up, Luigi? What up? I know who this is. Cincinnati. I knew I was going to tell you it was AJ in Cincinnati. Not at WKRP in Cincinnati. Nope. What's going on there tonight, AJ? Uh, nothing much. Uh, just getting ready to watch uh, Game 2 of the World Series and also on another TV, my Blue Jackets playing the... Uh, Sabres tonight on uh, NBC Sports Network, but first uh, I want to get to the World Series. Uh, it was a good pitcher's duel uh, last night between Kershaw and Keiko. It, it just thinks that Keiko made one more mistake than Kershaw, but I think Houston needs to win, must win game two tonight. So I, I have a good feeling that Verlander is going to yeah. uh, pitch a gem to uh, even up the series. I'm rooting for Houston in Six, hopefully, still. But if the Dodgers win Game Two, Houston's a bit, bit, bit in trouble. Yeah. Now you know, you do know the World Series is two, two, one, one, one. So it's not a two, three, two like they do in the other playoff series. So the Dodgers have the first two at home, then they go back to Houston for two, and then it goes back and forth depending on how long they need to go. But I think Houston absolutely, for the reasons that AJ said, oh yeah, absolutely has to take Game Two. Yeah. If Justin Verlander doesn't go out and get you the win. You're in trouble. Yeah, they have to take game two. Absolutely. Verland, Verlander's been a horse. I mean, he's been unbelievable. You know, Rich Hill's not bad either, the left-hander for the Dodgers. But you've got to give the slight edge to, to Houston tonight, even though L.A. has been crazy and it was a crazy scene it last night. It could have been one of the best, the best, free, I mean, the best trade acquisitions in the last 10 years, Verlander getting paid. Oh, absolutely. Seriously. He's the reason why they're there. I mean, if the Tigers weren't complete dog meat. They would never trade. Yeah, Verlander him. was even just like he, you know, he was mortal the past couple of years. I mean, he's he's vintage Verlander the past month of baseball. He really has been. We're going to play wins and losses as soon as we uh, took the phone call, Robin. Okay, I thought we, we were said just... that. We just said that. Don't worry about it. Relax. You understand? As Aaron Rodgers said last year, before when he was still healthy enough to play, unfortunately, or fortunately for the Green Bay Packers, relax. Five letters here. Let's see. R e l a x. Relax. Exactly. Yeah. You got that from Aaron Rodgers, Rob? I got four letters for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Right. O-V-E-R. Over. <laughs> yeah. And over. I, nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that. Because I don't care what you think, who you root for, you don't want to see great players go down. You don't want to see No, that. of course not. I'm not happy about it at all. Talk to the people who own Jordy Nelson. So, AJ, are we going to see you um, in... Uh, in- at the Super Bowl again at this Minneapolis, year? Minneapolis, St. Paul. Robin's going to be at the Mall of... We're going to be doing our show live in Mall of America every day. Uh, well, if I win the contest from uh, Ticketmaster.com, uh, I'm entering my name daily. Up at, it runs through uh, January 1st. Hopefully, I'm the lucky 
winner. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I need to make a correction, Tony. It's the World Series format is two three two. Is it still two three? I thought it was two two one one one. Now, Joe Keen on on Facebook checks in. Uh, it's the World Series is two three. Well, you know when they changed it because back in the day it used to be two two one one one, and you know you know why it changed to two three two, because the writers back in the day when writers had to get the deadline in for the morning papers, uh-huh. it was always the Yankees and the Dodgers, and so they would have to play a game in L.A., then fly back with a day, and then go to uh, play in New York. So obviously they had airplanes. But it became much more difficult. We have people looking in the window tonight? Yes. It is our neighbors with um, her. It's her little son. Um, Ozzy? Ozzy. Oh, the great Ozzy's outside. Ozzy was wanting to. Sharon! Uh, no, not <laughs> that Ozzy. Okay, I'm sorry. Not that. This Ozzy's much more lucid and he's only five uh, yeah. years old. I, I understood. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, AJ, the Bengals, are they still alive? Uh, they barely have a pulse. Now, I was getting to the next point. My NFL studs and duds through seven weeks of the season. The studs, your Eagles, 6-1. Man, Carson went uh, step, stepping up big time. Uh, the, thir- the third down play where I thought he looked like he was getting sacked. The game made a 17-yard play. That I, I circled that in my mind. It's like if, uh, Eagles got to touch him because they were up seven. Washington was trying to make a rally in the fourth, and – Four, four or five plays later, they get the touchdown. I was like, game up, game over, and I want to bet with my friend because my friend, my friend took the Redskins plus the four points. I said, nah, Eagles going to win in a blowout because they had 11 days off. Uh, the and the Redskins struggled against the not they struggled barely winning against an, a winless Niners team. Also, another stud, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. Uh, after you know a couple bad you know early losses to the Bears and the Jaguars, they've been looking good. Yeah, and you know what's interesting? The same thing happened last bad. year, AJ. Same thing happened last year to the Patriots. Get off to a slow start. Oh, Tom Brady's done. They said the same thing this year about Tom Brady. And then Roethlisberger a couple of weeks ago, after a game when he looked terrible, said, I don't have it anymore. Yeah, I may not. Have, maybe I don't have it anymore. Well, then he just realized that maybe he does still have it. He turns around, hand the ball off to Le'Veon Bell thirty-five <laughs> times a game, and then there you go. If so, fact, so yeah, exactly. you're good to go. No, I mean, good teams are good. Pittsburgh's still a good team. The Patriots are still a good team. That's no surprise. Uh, you know, obviously the Rams are an unbelievable surprise. And the Eagles are a big surprise as well. And the 6-1, and one, I mean, that win the other night pretty much puts them in the driver's seat at 6-1 and one because Washington's all banged up. Now, we're going to talk with uh, our good buddy next hour. Zabin. The great Steve Zabin. The Zabe. Zabe about the Washington and other things that are related to your nation's capital in the National Football League. All right, AJ. And my duds, my two duds, of course, the Ohio teams, the Bengals and the Browns, poor huge Jackson. I, uh, I just feel sorry for him because he was great offensive mind with my Bengals, and then he gets a, another opportunity after the Raiders, you know, gave him a raw deal after one season. Uh, I hope, you know, I hope Cleveland doesn't, you know, fire him because it seems like every two years Cleveland's always, you know, dumping a uh, coach or their, you know, front office. You got you got to try to stick through the thin times. That's why you, the that's why Mike Brown hasn't fired Marvin Lewis. But I think I'm hoping and praying that, you know, the Bengals have a bad season so that uh, Marvin Lewis is, uh, is gone because I personally believe he should have been gone after that. Uh, 
terrible playoff loss to the Steelers because last year I think they never recovered and it seemed like early on uh, they their offense wasn't hitting on their cylinders. That's why they fought, fired uh, uh, Ken Zampezi. Has the offense been a little better under Bill Lazor? Yeah, but on Sunday, after they tied the Steelers through like the first quarter and a half, they got their oh yeah, uh, they got smoked. And they got Marvin smoked. and the offense didn't make no adjustments at all. I want to give AJ a roaring round of applause for that that phenomenal breakdown he just gave about the Cincinnati Bengals and Marvin Lewis. And I have to hate to break it to him. It doesn't change a damn thing. Marvin Lewis ain't getting fired. No. It's not happening. Marvin Lewis He's, cannot be fired. I'm telling you, this, I want the, He's I like want, a Supreme Court justice. I need to see the photos oh. he has. I, I got to see the. He's got to have the most incriminating photos ever, man. Nah, I just think that I'm he's t- a good guy and everybody likes well, him. This is Marvin's. He doesn't have a contract extension yet. He, this is his last season. So unless the Bengals make the play, playoffs, uh, make, he, he may, he, he'd probably be gone. So I'm hoping and praying the Bengals, you know, don't make the playoffs. I, I was a, I, I'm not no longer a Bengals fan because I'm frustrated at Mike Brown because he never apologized to the to our fan base for you know the you know how our fans acted a couple of years back against the Steelers and you know and he doesn't apologize for Vontez Perfect you know. either, which uh, unfortunately hell no, <laughs> hell no, you kidding me? Exactly, and he, he did the worst thing by giving him a contract extension. Prior to being suspended for the start of the season, like it's—I'm not surprised. That's typical, Mike Brown. Well, that Vontez, that... if I was running back, would have never been on the team. Same as Adam Jones, he's still on the team. It's ticking me off if you're a Bengals fan. Well, that and the fact that that and the fact that Andy Dalton might be the only quarterback in the world who can't find AJ Green. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> Spoken like a true fantasy guy who has AJ Green. On no, I don't have AJ Green on my team. I'm just saying it's just it's just crazy to see a guy like AJ Green who's so phenomenal. The guy's open on every damn play, but Andy Dalton can't find him. Well, because he does, he's under he's under siege. He's not under siege. Who's he? Steven Seagal? Yes, under siege too. Yeah, I think. Oh, bad. It is bad. All right. Well, thanks, AJ. Thanks. My for... final quick point: the NHL through three weeks, Lightning, uh, Golden Knights, and the Kings been impressive through the first three weeks. And my new favorite uh, hockey player, Austin Matthews, he's going to. I see him scoring 45 goals this year. Yeah, yeah, I know. I agree with you, man. And you're right about the Vegas. When was the last time you saw an expansion team come into the league and not just hang in, but, like, dominate? Dominate? Yeah, they're playing great. They, I don't know, They're exhibition games. They were blowing teams out. They were scoring, like, eight and nine goals yeah, with a brand-new team. So, no, they're, they're really they're, they're excited. I'm glad for Vegas. You know, they don't have a pro franchise. I mean, ULB used to be their pro team back in the day. Yeah, they still <laughs> Larry Johnson, grab them exactly. out there. Hey, AJ, thanks for calling in, man. Thanks for ch- chiming into the program tonight. No problem. Can't wait to hear Steve Zabin later on tonight. Absolutely. He's coming up in the next hour. By the way, 76ers leading the Houston Rockets 39-31 in the first quarter. Get it, baby. Without Markel Fultz. Get excited, Tony. As I am say. excited. I don't root against the Sixers. I want to see them win. I just want him to be more honest with fans about the, all the injuries and stuff. Robin's over here touching my dials. Now, what's going on, Robin? Everything all right? I don't know. I think, I think someone was saying someone was overmodulated. It was for a second, but, we, but I, I thought I had it under control, but Robin's still finagling over there. All right. That's for my, pa- my, my pad, Robin. I think you just turned the gain all the way off of my, my, sound, my sound pad. There you go. All right. In the meantime. I, I don't know what she's doing anyway. Let's, let's, fire, let's fire up the give him a win, give him a loss, dog. Can we play this, Robin? Yeah, we can play. I got We're going to go back I now. got it ready to go, Tony. Let's go back, back in the time when the only thing around were cavemen 
and troglodytes. And you and I. And you and I on September 6th. Now, remember. Up in the living room. Up in the living room, Wednesday night, September 6th, the eve of the start of the National Football League yes, season. And what did we do? We busted out the schedule. And we did. And we spit this kind of knowledge on you, the Tony Bruno Show podcast listener. I hold in my hands, ladies and gentlemen, the actual 2017 Philadelphia Eagles schedule. Let's start it off. Sunday, September 10th at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. I'm going to take the Eagles to win over at Washington. I am too, because I think they finally break the Schneid and the Dan Schneider at the same time. I like that. Time. Was they good. break the Schneider and they drain the swamp. So we got to win. So 1-0 for the Eagles. 1-0 for the Eagles. September 17th, they're going up to Kansas City. The, the Andy Reid Bowl. Okay, don't worry about it. Enjoy the win, man. I don't think the Eagles have an answer. At Chiefs, loss. Stone loss. Stone cold loss. Stone. So then we come. So, then, so it's one and one now. Yep. That's, now we got the New York Football Giants the home, home opener. game. Yes, because I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles at home against the Giants. Is this a stone up. cold lock? The Eagles will beat the Giants. Correct. I got them two and one right now. They own the Giants. I agree. We both have them two and one. Let's move to Week Four. I'm, Eagles go down there and win this game with no sweat, no whatsoever. sweat, no sweat. I'm taking the Chargers to win this game. You're wrong. I think Philip Rivers have win. no problem carving this defense up, brother. Totally disagree. You don't understand football. I, yeah, you're right. I don't understand football. All right, so it's three and one. I got him three and one. You got him two and two. Two and two, right. And then we're going to go to Ar- now we're back home against the Cardinals, Arizona here. I hate to do it. I, I like Arizona to win that game. I think you agree with me on this, right? No, I think the Eagles finally find a way to beat this So you got them four and one. I, I got, got the Eagles four and one. I got, I, I'm not being a homer. I'm just giving you football knowledge. Four and one through week five I on got Sunday, him, October 8th. I got them two and three, and at this point, Doug's on the hot seat. All right, let's move on to Sun Thursday. It's a Thursday night game. First primetime game, right? Yeah, for the Eagles, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So They go down to Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina to take, see the Carolina Panthers. Tony, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give them a win, dog, on I, the road. I agree with you. That's great football knowledge. I believe the Eagles will go down to Bank of America Stadium Make a deposit into my account, which is dwindling r- rapidly each month, and win the game and go out five and one. Where Doug Peterson statues will want to be erected by local sculptors. He will replace the Frank Rizzo statue <laughs> as the Eagles get out to five and one. As the autumn leaves start turning, I got him in the three autumn three. wind. Of course, is a Raider. So now we have they come back to Lincoln Financial Field on 20- a Monday night football. Eagles come back and they face again the, the, sec- the rematch of the Washington Deadskins. Now it's very, very hard to beat a team twice. Correct. We're talking Monday Night Football. But here. this is Monday Night Football. The link's going to be jumping, and by then, Kirk Cousins will be fading away and regretting not signing that long-term contract. Well, or actually, Washington will be smart, realizing they shouldn't have signed him to a long-term And contract. traded his ass and got a whole bunch of draft picks for him. Exactly. And Kirk would have been happy out there in San Francisco. I'm going to go ahead and say the Eagles sweep the Redskins this year. And I'm going to give them a win, Tony. That's going to put them above 500 for me at 4-3. and three. I got them winning the game as well, sweeping Washington. And yes, to the shock and surprise of no one. Out the gate, 6-1. and one. I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Lady. You, the you, eternal this optimist, first. Tony Bruno. This is here. an optimism. This is this crazy, is what it is. Football damn knowledge. All right, so then we'll play this tape back. We, this is this is not something that I, I can erase. I understand that. Tony. I can't you're... delete these emails. I'm not going to take a hammer to the tape and break it. You're on the record. You're damn right, I am. All right, there you go. They're not playing the Raiders. No, they're not playing the Raiders. But they're playing the team from across the bay, the San Francisco 49ers. That's a very good segue. That's another. That's three consecutive from home games. 
Well, the Eagles are beating San Fran, so there you go. Seven and one. That's all I know. Jesus Christ. Seven and one, ladies and gentlemen. I got them give four. them a win, dog. I got them four and three. So then, then they had. I got them seven and one. You got them four and three. You heard it here first. Thank you very much. The, the amazing Creskin to my Thank right. You. Seriously, right? I will be performing. I will be reading your <laughs> cards. I will be doing private readings downstairs here in the wine cellar. Uh, if you want a private reading, private session. Want a group session, I'll be able to handle that, too. I'll just squeeze you in. Oh, Jack O'Donnell says, can I have the rest of the season, oh, Brunette? <laughs> <laughs> what do we get for $10? You get... Uh, well, you got that for free. You got that for free. Tony. Now, I do have... You had him. I, ca- I cannot believe this, man. I, 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 I know it's the Homer in you, the, the slight Homer in you. Okay, come on. Let's see it, too. Let's see it, Luigi. I'm not giving him anything. I'm not <laughs> bowing down to crap. I, I had it written down. Remember, I even scolded you. Now, we're not going to play the whole season. No, we're not. But I'll tell you what the rest of the season. I have them losing to the Denver Broncos. When I, I posted They're this on... Polaxed. I know, but, but my, my point is we did this on September 6th, right? Correct. And nobody on September 6th thought they would come out the gate 7-1. and one considering they had all those road games at the beginning of the Correct. year. Correct. Right? So everybody say, oh, you know, and I know, you, you, you try to be 500 on the road and win the majority of your home games. Tony. Now, at this point, there's been a lot of injuries and stuff, which changes the game Absolutely. No, it's not that. In the beginning of the season, you look at a second-year quarterback, mm-hmm. right, behind, um, what you call it, you had a center in Jason Kelsey, which everyone was run out of town, including me, who couldn't block. Everybody then you had all new, all new offensive weapons, your, your most... Consistent offensive weapon in Jordan Matthews. Exit. Gone. Right? The defense is... Com- the secondary is in shambles. No one knew how good the linebacking core was going to play. Everybody knew the front four was going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Right? You had no running back because you had LeGarrette Blount come in as a third-down running back, but you had no idea what you are going to do after Sproles gets hurt, even before Sproles gets hurt. But, and, and then no one trusted Doug. No one trusted the coach whatsoever. So, yeah, do all those things point to the Eagles being 6-1, and one, the number one team in, 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 all, in all the no. NFL? No, they don't, But I, I, have a, I had a vision. Right, you had the crystal ball. I saw Carson Wentz progressing. Oh, you did? I remember guys like you and all these other fantasy players screaming that he can't throw the long ball. Oh, he, he couldn't. He, 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 can't, can't, he can't throw the long ball. He holds on to the ball too long, he does. which he still does. And he's going to get better, and he's gotten yes, he better. And he shut everybody up with the long ball crap. Because I believe he showed you uh, so far in the first oh, seven games, absolutely. this guy can throw the long well, ball with the best of them. In the first few, he was still a little shaky. But then all of a sudden, like week four happens, and he's just firing the ball downfield with remarkable accuracy, Tony. He's hitting guys in stride exactly. Way- Look, man, when you I told you on draft day that when they picked Mac Hollins, I loved that pick. Yeah, but wait, as I said, when you're throwing 60-yard bombs to Mac Hollins on the outside, you know you're hitting on a deep ball. That's it, man. So I had him 7-1. and one, and then So then I posted this on Twitter when, when they were 5-1. and one, and I showed everybody the entire sheet because unlike Luigi, who I scolded that same night for not writing his picks down, I wrote them all down. Um, correction, I did write them down. I just lost them. Oh, okay. That's that's I did write them down. I was right next to you. Tom. So then to show you, so then, so then I said, then they, they asked me, what do you have them finishing? I said 11 and 5. You know what they're saying now? Are you crazy? I know. <laughs> it's, gonna be it's a 13 win team. It's a 13 win team. <laughs> yeah, 13 and 3. I said 11 and 5 at the beginning of the year and got crucified. How about the fact that how about the fact that Sturgis goes down and they pick up Jake Elliott? Exactly. I mean, how huge was that, man? Now, Tony, when I you I have them lose now. I just want you to know when, after they play Denver after the 49ers, which we all would, had as would a loss. be a modern miracle if they lose their 13-point favorites. Niners are coming here. Uh, I had the Eagles losing going 7 and 2. 
Then I have them losing. So I have them losing back-to-back games. But based upon the injury list that you now know, how would you change those? Oh, is that like when they redo the draft? You ever see that now? If we could redo... We we redraft the first round. You can't expect... You can't predict who's going to be injured. Exactly. And obviously, I didn't know who was going to be injured. Before I did this, so so based upon so what should you I redo it? the final second half you, of the season now? Yes, you should. Let's do it right now because it's, it's no, totally no, let's not do it right well, now. It takes two seconds. It's five teams. I mean, it's like it's like six games. Let's so do let's it right redo now. this. So the Eagles will be seven and one, presumably, and if they're not, now write it down. Uh, people will go crazy no, so, again. So, in so, so they're going to bludgeon San Fran. I don't. They cover the thirteen. I don't know. They're yeah, going to win the I, game. I would. I would say so. They're going to win the game. I yeah, think it's pretty safe to assume. Then I had them losing to Denver because the Denver Broncos were supposed to be good. Because you want to know why? Because we all look at the Denver Broncos defense and that being a Super Bowl defense. And then it didn't bother to take a look at how bad Trevor Simeon in the offense was. And they can't score for a lick. Now, man. remember, they're coming here for that game. No, and they're going to lose this game here, I too. Agree. I'm no longer afraid of them. So I had them losing to Denver. And now I'm going to give them a win and say they're going to be 8-1. and one Correct. At the bye. Okay. Eight so now and change one. that to a win. Now I'm going to leave it the same, the original way. I'm going right. to make a second column. So let's read. Let's do the second half of the season. Okay, they're going to beat Denver, right, and go to eight and one in mm-hmm. my sheet. Then they're going to have a bye on November twelfth. Then they go to Texas, down in Arlington, the Cowboys' house, Sunday night game on NBC. I'm going to say they lose that game. Now it depends I, on what I, happens. I still had to, them as a loss there. I have them, I have I have, them, as I have them winning. Too. I have them winning the final game here against Dallas, but I have okay. them losing in Dallas. I'll say I'll give them a loss there too. To show you, just I'm not just going to give them a win in every game, right? Dallas is good. Look, they got to lose something on the road. I mean, right? I mean, exactly. So Dallas, they lose. So instead of them being seven and three, they're, they're eight still and eight two. and two. Then the Bears, they're going to demolish the Bears. I don't know, but the Bears' defense is phenomenal. The Bears' defense is is really good. They're winning t- games with their quarterback completing four passes. Tony, Tony Trubisky was four of seven. I know, and he four won the game. Four of seven. <laughs> four of seven. I threw more passes from my couch. They're going to was more the accurate. They're going to win the game because it's here. And the Bears are getting better, but you can't win when your quarterback is throwing you know, four you know, times You know what that Bears game looks like? That Bears is, is an ugly win. It's an yeah, ugly win. Yeah. For, it's like a 21-16 kind of a game, something like that. But I can see the Eagles winning that game, though. All right, I got them 9-2 and two then Okay. instead of 8-3. and three. Then they got to go to Seattle. Seattle's starting to play a little bit better, and it's going to be tough to win up there. So I'll give Seattle the win. So the Eagles lose that game, which I had initially as a loss at Seattle. So I'll make the Eagles nine and three then. And you know what? That's probably going to be a must win for Seattle at that point, considering the way the Rams are exactly. playing. That's so I'm, getting, I'm using logic win. here. Then this game, which is going to be harder than anybody thought at the beginning of the season, and I gave the Eagles a win to go nine and four, is the Rams. The Rams. I, 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 listen, that, that that Rams defense, I I thought was going to be pretty good, but I didn't see Goff doing what he's doing right now. Their offense is playing really, really well. You know I mean, why? They just, have a great running game, they too. Have a, well, Todd Gurley's amazing. He's a beast. He's amazing. And they bring in, they bring in Robert Woods, who's a, a, a journeyman from Buffalo. No, the and white guy is the, is the Cooper guy. Cup. That's, Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is the it's guy. It's a revelation, yeah, but he's, man. He, well, he's not really tearing anything up. He's four or five catches a game, but he's, he's but changing But he doesn't things. drop the ball. He's, he's, a, he's a sure-handed receiver is, who gets he open. He is good to him. As I'm a just, young kid. I'm just saying that, that Goff has proven that he's not a mistake. That game's a question mark to me right now. Because by then, you don't know whether the Rams have their division wrapped up. Not that they're going to mail in the last I don't think they're going to have the division wrapped up. I wonder if the Eagles are going to have the division wrapped up by that, by that game. Not at 9-3. and three. You don't think not so? At, not, not I at mean, because, Tony, after that Dallas game, if Dallas takes a dump in those next couple weeks, it, it... you got to win ten. You got to win 11 games to win this division. All right, so you're saying— I'm, I'm saying that's the—, that's the they could win it with 10. 
Well, I'm going to go. Win it with I'm, nine. I don't I'm going to so. go ahead and say, say in in the battle of of quarterbacks one and two taken in the draft, I'm going to give round one to Carson Wentz and the Eagles win the game. All right, I'll be a homer there too, and I'll give him a win. All right, it'll be a hard fought game though. It's not going to be easy. So I got him ten and three. Then they go to the Giants, who are playing a little bit better, but their offense is still they stink awful. They stink awful. I'm not so even going to go eleven and three. I had the Eagles losing that game. So did I at the beginning of the year because you're thinking, you know, the Giants are going to win what's hard to win twice against right. one team. And you can't foresee the entire wide receiving core going down. No, exactly. Then the Raiders here. The Raiders. the Raiders here. And again, that depends on what the situation is for the Raiders and the Eagles because that's the next to the last game of the season. That's Christmas Day. That'll be a must win. That's a Monday night on Christmas Monday. The way the season's been going, I'm going to say that's probably going to be like a must win game for Oakland. Yeah. And maybe a big game for the Eagles for home could, field could be, or the division. Could be a clincher. That's a tough one now. See, that's, it's harder to do this now as we approach the halfway point of the season than it was in September. Yeah, but see, the thing is, that, like, Oakland, uh, Oakland, everyone was worried about because they could score, right? Because you bring in, you know, Carr, and, and they have Marshawn Lynch and Crabtree and Amari Cooper and Jared Cook, the tight end. But they can't offense. stop anybody. No, they can't right. stop anyone, That's Tony. the biggest surprise with That's the Raiders. That's what I mean. So I think the Eagles have no trouble scoring against that team whatsoever and controlling the ball. I, I really don't think I, think... I think Wentz outplays Carr drastically, and the Eagles win. Unless Carr gets five chances at the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to score a touchdown on the left. Yeah. That was unbelievable, yeah. that game. Did you see... Robin see, and I were watching. See the referees... They had five yeah. chances to score. The referees, like the Carr, he's like, God, take another one, son. Just yeah, go ahead, have another one. Have another one. Let's see have one more time. Have another one. And Carr did it every time. Exactly. He had help a couple of them. So anyway, that means the Eagles will be 12-3 and three at Amazing. that point. Amazing, Tony. If, the, if it goes as, as we predicted here. And then finally, New Year's Eve, Lincoln Financial Field. Oh, this is going to be a Year's, good game. It's actually a 1 o'clock game, so the mummers dudes won't even be – they'll start drinking. Yeah, they'll, be, they'll be drinking about They'll it. be drinking already. They'll be hammered by 1 o'clock on New Year's Eve, will it's they not? It's going to be a 48-hour drunken fest. Bender? Yeah, exactly. A I drag, didn't even... Uh, a well, I did Bender once at a Mummers Parade, but that happens. You know, you're young, you're right drinking. Right Two Street? Yeah. No, on Broad Street, actually. Oh, okay. Nice. Back in the day. Where everyone could see. And so what do you have? The Eagles-Cowboys last game of the season. Eagles win it, brother. So Eagles words, win it, go to 13-3. and three. The people who were ripping me for underestimating the Eagles' season at 11 Are now and five. mad at you for underestimating <laughs> to begin with. Exactly. No, they were mad when I showed them the rest of the season when I said they'd be 7-1. and one, And then they said, how are they going to not be able to now, play 2-3? again, this is all based upon the fact that we're able to over... Well, the, I say we because I'm being a homer now, but the Eagles are able to overcome a Jason Peters season-ending exactly. injury. Exactly. And again, this is all for fun and games. It is for fun and games. Until you go 7-1, and one, then you prove... That you know your damn football kids. <laughs> That's what it proves to me. God, man, this guy gets lucky, and we lucky. Talking luck. Do you know who I am? Yes, I know who you Do are. You know who I am? I know who you are, Holmes. How'd you make out in your four pack this weekend? This is the same Terrible. guy who had the- <laughs> Terrible. Two and, I'm going like two who- and two every week. He's just paying yeah. the juice. That's good. We shouldn't. We shouldn't really talk. I mean, this is the same guy who had like the big mob bosses call him up and go, exactly. Who, who, who do you know, man? Right. Who do you know? Who do you know? I know Kreskin. Damn right. In fact, Kreskin's calling me now, wanting me to be a part of his act, to be a mentalist. I like it. The mentalist. Does that show still on, that dude, the mentalist, Robin? The no, I used to no, love that show. They canceled that dude? Yeah. Isn't that guy like... Uh, yeah, but wasn't it like... Is it, it Sher- wasn't- the Sherlock Holmes dude, isn't that the mentalist? But his, no. power, his power was he solves crimes by the power of observation. Which is exactly so what Sherlock it, Holmes does. So he paid attention? No. It's like me with football. 
It's pay attention to the details, Tony. That's what it is, Tony. This game is not. No, it's, it's played between the lines, but you got to read outside the lines, Tony. Exactly, That's what it is. Man. It's exactly what um, Max Powers is too. It's a. It's the Max same, Major. What did I say? You said Max Powers. What did I get? Max that? Major. I don't know it's Max Major. Max Major. He does the same thing. It's a power about uh, reading body language, about tone of voice, little t- certain it's eccentricity. It's, all it's perception. perception. And most humans do not pick up like probably more than 10% of, of, of what normally you look at. I'm not whereas a mere some, human, Robin. Why do you think I'm like doing this? Like the amazing question. You think anybody could do a podcast? Max Majors. Well, actually, they could. Yeah. Exactly. And Tony Bruno Speaking pick up which, way more. <laughs> tomorrow night. <laughs> Don't forget tomorrow night. <laughs> Let's not make fun fantasy, of me. Baby. Ah. Funk and fantasy, ah, baby. By the way, I believe we've approached halftime now. We have approached halftime. At the yes. Wells Fargo and you know and of this chomping. program. Wait you know a minute. It's also, t- wait, let me give the score, Robin. Oh, relax. Oh, so sorry. The Houston Rockets in a great game. 56-54 with no, no CP3. Houston 56, Sixers 54 halftime. You know, then they got to go to Dallas and then back to Houston. So the next three games for the – Dallas will be an easy win for the Sixers. But Fultz is going to miss these three games. Tonight's game against Houston on this Wednesday night. And then he's going to miss the Dallas game on Saturday. And then Fultz will also miss the Dallas game, or the Houston game in Houston Monday night as of right now. Right. Well, you know who's chomping at the bit to come on the show? Who? Zabin. So he was. He, he had originally told us that he could do it after eight o'clock once he got home. You got to watch the World Series. No, no, no. He I was hate driving to do it home <laughs> because he got he gets off the air at seven. So right. he was driving home, and so he contacted me. He goes, I can do it earlier. I can do it early if you guys want. <laughs> well, tell, tell him that just to hang tight because we're gonna go to break. No, but what I'm saying is, is that he was chomping at the bit. So we're gonna go to break as soon as we get back. Though okay. we will bring. Am Steve I calling on. him? Is he calling us? Uh, we're gonna call him. We're gonna call him during the break. Okay. Can't we discuss that during the break? No, Tony, this is important business. I think everyone should know. We bring everyone to the huddle, Tony. Everybody is part of the show. Like, they are actually here and seeing all of our little foibles. And by the way, so we didn't wonder how about that word them. you said? Foibles. Do we have how, how about them cowboys in here? No, I don't have it. I don't have it in here either. How do we not have how that in here? How do we not have that? That is an outrage. I'll save it for next week when Zeke gets suspended and misses the Eagles game. Then we can play that. For I, Skip I Bayless. here. Skip I'm just glad that we finally thing. figured out what was uh, the issue with our Facebook. Oh, uh, I got, I got. When we went to Houston, we were when we went on uh, terrestrial radio. What was that over there at? Um, uh, it was Yahoo Sports Radio. No, but what was um, what the hell was the name of the station? I forget the name of the station. But we were when we were at the house. Uh, Barry Switzer was on with us. That's right. And we had Switzer, and we did the. I want to tell you. We, we, the, the best was <laughs> Tony goes, all right, Luigi, we're going to go on live radio now. You, so there's no cursing. We got to hit the, we got to hit the, the, the hard outs and that all was this on stuff. the like, network. Right. He says no cursing. Right. So I'm sitting there, Barry switches on my left and Tony starts talking about uh, talking about the, you know, bring up the, the fourth and one call. And why'd you go for whatever? <laughs> and Barry switcher puts on a table. It says after Tony says no cursing seven times. Me puts his, puts his hand on the table and goes, yeah, well, you know, who won that year anyway? I said, why are you bring up old shit? <laughs> right on, it's a live radio. I love Barry Swift. Oh, he was great. I love Barry. He was great. That he was, was smooth cat in a party, too. Just kind of... Nah, By the way, his head a little bit. so Joe Ruff is asking, what's a foible? Uh, what is a foible? He's assuming that that's, like a not a, that's not a real no, word. No, that is a real a word. a real word. A foible, F-O-I-B-L-E, uh-huh. 
is a minor weakness or eccentricity in someone's character. After last week... It's not Ro- foibles after, we wobble, but they don't fall down. After, That's a different thing. After Robin's last week with the skull, skull thing, yeah. I don't question any of her Thank diction you. or any of her definitions. If she says it's a word... It's a word. It counts, brother. No, foible's a good Triple word. Triple letter score. Put it on the board. Underused Thank word, you. foible. Let me give Robin a roaring round of applause for that, by the way. Did you know that it is also another? It means something else, which I did not know. What's the other meaning? The other word is a fencing word. You know, like as in sword fighting right, fencing? Yeah. The weaker part of a sword blade from the middle to the point is a foible. That's I, usually the stronger point for me. I know, right, Joe? <laughs> I mean, it's usually weaker the other way. In, in the gym, we say we got to work on your lockout. That's what it is, man. we got to work on your lockout. That's what it is, man. <laughs> let's, go to, let's take a break. Let's go to break, Tom. Let's go to break. We come back. Steve Zabin's going to join us. we got other phone calls. we got Florida. we got Florida update. we got a JFK update. we, we lost Fats the, Domino We got update. Fats Domino, yep. We'll do a little tribute to the great Fats Domino. we got to pop another bottle, too. We're you old. know what Fats Domino's first name is? I His don't. actual real first name is not Fats. Heavy? No. <laughs> what? Antoine. Antoine. Antoine Domino. Wow. His real name isn't Fats. Fats was a nickname he gave himself. I kind of like Antoine. Antoine. Antoine Domino. Antoine Domino. What's his last name really Domino, though? I, I think so. <laughs> Who do I look like? Papa John? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What's he <laughs> have to do with anything? Domino. Have anything to do with Oh, it. Domino's. Oh. Pa- yeah, but. Oh. 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 What's the matter with you? No, no, no. no. If I got to explain the joke. Yes, by the way, it was it a was, bad one. It was Antoine Fats Domino Jr. See? Oh, there was a senior. There was a senior. He was the senior. Oh, okay. No, he's the junior. That's you his said name. senior, I thought you said. No, I no. said junior. Oh, okay. What did I say? Punch? <sighs> it's a foible of mine. <laughs> it happens when you get older. <laughs> We're coming right back after a quick break. Much more coming up. Our Halloween Eve, 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 Eve show. It's Tony Bruno Live. That was great. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Show starts in five And now, on with the show. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up. Like a sex machine. Get on up. This is the Tony Bruno Show podcast next. Coming up in this hour, I will have breaking news from the high-speed former NFL player Wire. Shocking news, actually. What do you got? I can't tell you now. It's a tease. Also, we'll play a little of Fats Domino tribute. You have to. We'll have a... um, We'll have a Florida update from this Robin, too. I just There's got so sent a new Florida update that might be even better than the I just saw it Florida. on Facebook from Jason Nemroff. Yes. You can have 15 Florida updates every day. The state is a walking update. It really is. That's why Florida Man has become a multimillionaire. Have you followed Florida Man? Yes. Follow, no, I don't follow Florida Man. You still need to do up your pants, Tony? No, I just had to unbuckle them. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, a man who's got his finger on the pulse... A man who has, in many, many years in Washington, D.C., drained the swamp. 
He's uh, seen uh, the Washington football team, although everybody's calling them the Redskins again. You notice that? A couple of years ago, remember, was uh, newspapers were saying, we will not refer to them as the Redskins. We will only call them the Washington team. And then fast forward two years later, when we're in more PC than ever before, everybody's calling them the Redskins again. I wonder if he does. He is the great, the legendary, the voice of Washington, D.C., and the voice of America, the great Steve Zabin. Zabe, how are you, man? Tony, Redskins now, Redskins tomorrow, Redskins forever, my friend. I kid you not when I say that that name challenge that our team and our owner, the one great moment our little owner has ever done is to engineer a win on that whole debate. That is almost as good as a championship. <laughs> because had the Ninnies, seriously, seriously, think about this, Tony. Had the Ninnies won and had our owner cave and had we become the Washington Warriors, that wipes out 75 years of history. You start asking yourself, well, can we show a highlight of Joe Theismann or is the logo offensive now and we can't show the highlight? Literally, these were questions I was asking people that said, yeah, I guess we should just go along and change the name. Screw that. What about the Washington Federals? Does that work or is that now? That's not good either because then it would be <laughs> Federals. Uh... Do, you remember our US, do you remember our USFL team, Tony, of the same name, the USL, USFL Federals? Absolutely. That's why I suggested the Federals. They're long gone. And Donald Trump screwed up oh. that league, so nobody but would remember. Not, they were... They were terrible. Why, why would we? We had Craig James on that team, believe it or not. The why would we go with that name? Horrible. James. It's Redskins now. It's Redskins forever. God love the Redskins. You know what? Thanks for beating us in the other night, you Eagle fans. Thanks a lot. That was great. Well, I saw the Washington guy, uh, uh, the, the guy who won, who won punch knocked out the Eagle fan. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, that Okay. That was our lone win. Of the that night. was the only win for the night. So it was a, a drunken black dude, and a guy. the guy was wearing a Kirk Cousins. Did you see this, Luigi? It was, a, like, all over the yeah. place. No, what happened? So after the game, I know it wasn't even after the game. I think it was in the third quarter. These fans were all drunk in the, in the, in the corridor. Okay. And this one dude wearing a Kirk Cousins Redskin jersey, and this black dude, I forget what jersey he was wearing. I don't think it was a Wentz. Maybe it was a Wentz, number 11. And they're like, let's go. And they're about to fight. And the black dude, who's much bigger than the redskin guy, like leads, leads with his face. And the Washington dude knocks him out with one punch. You like that? You like that? So at least Washington went home with one victory yeah, exactly. on Monday night. Well, there's another thing. Washington had no defense whatsoever. <laughs> None whatsoever. <laughs> although, although did, you see, did you see how ineffective of a fighter your guy was in the Wednesdays. I mean, that, that guy was about as good as Bald Bull in the Mike Tyson punch-up oh, video I love Bald Bull. He was Bull. a low-level opponent. No. No, you, you mean had Glass like Jaw Joe? Gla- no, no, it was Bald Bull. <laughs> Bald Bull, but you fought Bald Bull a little bit later on. Yeah, Glass, he wasn't. The- Glass Jaw Joe was the worst guy you could fight. Glass Joe, Piston Hurricane. Right. Tokyo Ball Honda. Tokyo <laughs> <Pink> Flamingo. <laughs> Mr. Sandman. Come on, brother. Wow. I got mad Mike Tyson's punch-out knowledge. Love Mike Tyson punch-out. Yeah. Me and Little Mac like this. You and Little Mac. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Steve Zabin joining us. So, obviously, I mean, so, Kirk Cousins is so still good. I'm not going to rip Kirk Zabin. Cousins. The guy goes out there, you know, and obviously when he gets protection, he's as good as anybody else in the league. And you see what I, you can say that about any quarterback except for maybe Carson Wentz and uh, Tom Brady who were able to duck away from obvious sacks. But that, that play the other night, though, even you had to be dazzled with that one. Oh, well, I mean, there's definite Wentz envy. you got to understand, Tony, in, in our town, we have a good 20%, I'm guessing, 20% of the fan base still is not sold on Kirk Cousins. He's not special enough. He's not a unicorn. He's not a baller. He's not a leader. He's not this. He's not that. And what Wentz did the other night was, Really bad for those of us like me that want to keep Kirk and sign him to a long-term contract, even though he's going to be very expensive. Because there is Wentz envy, I'm sure you're probably aware, that is spreading across the NFL. I mean, the plays that Wentz made were sick. All of them. Yeah, I mean, even after the I saw the clip that they ran on Inside the NFL uh, with Josh Norman after the game went up to him. And was like, and, and Wentz says to, uh, to Josh Norman, hey, man, I missed you out there tonight. And he said, you missed me. I missed you. He said, you're a Houdini out there, man. He called him a Houdini because yeah. <laughs> that was a Houdini play. Yeah, you know what? You know what, Tony? I don't know how you feel about this. I hate that about the modern NFL. I don't want my players, after they lose a division game, to get swept, to have an injured guy who didn't play gushing over the other team's quarterback. I just don't like it, you know? I, I feel you, and I, I'm old school, too, like that. But the new phenomenon in the NFL, which I don't get, they stole it from soccer, is uh, players exchanging jerseys after the Jersey, game and yeah. signing them. That's a right. soccer thing. Yeah. And that's not like a regular season right. soccer game. That's like, uh, that's like in the World Cup. Right, right. Like, I thought in soccer you're supposed to do that after friendlies, you know where it's an international exhibition, it's not a big stakes match. I'm not saying guys have to fight as they're going off the field, and if they're going to you know, get down on one knee and pray it's, you know, at the 50-yard line, that's fine as well. But let's keep it to a, a minimum. I don't need our guy. The problem is nowadays in the NFL, these guys, like Josh Norman, they get to a certain level. They've got the national endorsement deals for cell phones and whatnot. They break free from the team themselves. They're their own entity. So anything Josh Norman does, is built on enhancing his own brand. And whether or not our team won or lost the game is irrelevant to him. He's going to do something that makes him look good. In this case, congratulating Carson Wentz and saying, what a Houdini you are. But that's bad because our owner is going to look at that going, God, we got to get ourselves a Wentz. And why are we paying? Why are we going to pay $26 million a year for this guy, Kirk Cousins, who's nice, but he's not, you know, whatever. That loss could have serious ramifications on the Redskins' on whether they decide to stick with Cousins or let him walk in free agency. No, you're absolutely right. But here's the thing, you know, Wentz is – we always talk about, you know, the next LeBron, and I don't know how great Wentz is going to be, but based on him and being in his second year, I don't know if that next – if there's a guy like that in this next draft. Everybody says, oh, this guy's going to be the next – this great thing, and all these quarterbacks and, you know, RG3, and you go back, a lot of these guys come in and they look great, and unfortunately for RG3, he was always hurt because of the way he played. Wentz is different in, in the way that 
it's not just because he's big and strong and can run. There's been a lot of guys like that. It's because his brain, man, this guy already can tell what's going on on the field before the play. He now has the latitude to make changes as he sees them on the fly. That's stuff that, you know, you're born with that. You grow up with that. You don't learn that. And that's the thing I see between Wentz and a lot of guys who are big and strong and fast and can run and throw a ball a mile is that they don't have that thing upstairs. And that's the scariest thing, I think, for not me or the Eagle fans, but for NFL fans that can see that this guy is, is going to get better. He's still not there yet, and that's, a, that's the scary part. He, yeah, he's like, he's, like a, he's like a nimble Big Ben without all the body damage and isn't drunk for the first five years of his career like Big Ben was. <laughs> Are you suggesting that we will not hear wrong? stories of Carson Wentz? Am I wrong about that? No, you're actually, you, you, so well, you're saying like when he goes back to North more, Dakota – He's not going to be filmed in a in a bar after a deer hunt, uh, hitting on a woman in a bathroom somewhere in North Dakota. No, the only crime he'll get busted for is stealing a Bible out of a Motel Six, <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll be exonerated because he will he will he will state to the judge, you know, Your Honor. I always have my Bible with me. Just cut me some slack. This is the first time I left it at home, and I don't even have one in the car. So give me 30-day probation. How about that, and we'll call it even? I I, I even think, and I'm not very religious, but I even think they want you to take the Bibles to (laughs) to keep the good word with you. That's that's like a line-item expense item for the church when they leave them in hotels. They're like, oh, good, somebody took one. Good. I never thought of it that way. I actually never even look for the Bible when I go yeah, in the hotel. It's spreading I'm, the gospel. It is. And what's interesting, though, when I think Come of on, Wentz, and even, and even your guy down there, Kirk Cousins, they're all that people hate about modern-day people. You know, they're very religious. They're, real, they're really true to their faith. They don't shove it down people's throats. You know, they live good lives. They're good family people and all the other stuff. And, uh, yeah. and they hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know, whether, I don't know uh, whether, uh, whether Kirk Cousins is a hunter. Cousins but, doesn't hunt. He doesn't hunt. He's golf. But I mean, you know, I mean, Wentz is really all the things that people in America seem to hate these days, right? He's great at what he does. He's religious and he hunts. And he's white, too. I'll throw that in there, too. (laughs) He's got the trifecta of things that people in America hate these days. A white Christian hunter. Get goofed on. That's the way. That's the way it is in sports. The nerds get goofed on, and, and so that's going to be the case. But No, he's, he's really good. Our guy is good. Look, here's, here, I'll throw this at you. Kirk Cousins this year is on pace for 4,300 yards passing, 32 touchdowns over just eight interceptions, and a 68% completion clip. And there are still people that look at me and say, so, not good enough. He's not a baller. He's not a leader. He's not clutch. Oh, he threw that pick against the Giants last year to knock us out of the playoffs. Yeah, it's like, what do you want? Do you have any teams in the league that would give their left arm for quarterback production like that? No, you're right. absolutely right. You're absolutely right, and it happens everywhere. And you know, and now of course the rumor is the Niners are going to throw a bunch of you know a bunch of money because of his connections with the coach, and and uh, the, the Washington's not going to give him the max out contract. So. It's, it, that's the question is, will they do it? Do they have to do it? Because who do they have waiting in the wings? Who are they going to draft? You know, they're not going to be down there with the Giants. They're not going to tank the rest of the season. That wouldn't be acceptable. 
well, we won't, we won't get home because there's too many teams that have far fewer wins. Plus, let's look at the quarterbacks coming out, okay? This kid, Josh Allen from Wyoming, was supposed to be in the Wentzian mold coming from a you know lesser program in the great Northwest, and he is having a terrible season. Uh, Darnold, I'm not sold on. He throws a ton of picks. Plus, these USC products, they always look really good at USC, and then you get them in the pros, you wonder. I mean, you guys had the golden boy a year after he should have come out. He was, what, fifth-round pick uh, out of USC, quarterback, who Matt, should have gone uh, Matt Barkley the year before he would have been top five. Matt Barkley, Barkley. yes. Barkley was a top five pick lock. Had yep. he come out as a junior, mm-hmm. he went back. He had a mediocre senior year. All of a sudden, he's a fifth round pick, and you get him on the pros, and you're like, "Yeah, he's not that good." I think Darnold could easily be the same way. No, you may be right, and maybe not. I mean, Goff obviously had a lot of love at Cal. I mean, he's the best quarterback at Cal since Aaron Rodgers. Is there any doubt about that? Yeah, yeah, and he he looked like crap last year. Under Jeff Fisher, easily one of the most overrated coaches in the last twenty. 20- and Sean McVay, who's a really sharp young man, is uh, getting a lot out of him right now. That's been a huge turnaround for him. But enough about quarterbacks. I want to know, when's the parade? When, has the parade for the Eagles division championship been scheduled yet? No, not yet. I'm, I'm working on – I want to – I'm commissioning – I decided that the Wentz statue, as I, I joked around when we did our preseason oh, oh. picks, it's not going to be just a crappy <laughs> uh, bronze statue. Good. It's got to have to be done in marble. <laughs> Italian marble. I'm going to fly to Rome and commission Michelangelo's great, 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 great grandson. Waluigi, you have a better artist than Michelangelo? No, no, I have no. I was going to just just pretty, pretty good if you can get that. But have you priced it out? I would imagine the marble might be a touch expensive. No, I got connections. When you're Italian and you go to Rome and you can speak Italian, which I just proved with my family here for the last three weeks, I can I can close the deal. And it will replace okay. the Frank Rizzo statue so, in Center City, Philadelphia. So on a serious note, is there how how is the fan base up there with this six and one quick start jumping out way ahead of the field in the NFC East? Is there a confidence that they can bring this thing home and win the division? Absolutely. Or is there that dread of of God, we got injuries now, and who knows what's going to happen? No, I think fans are still. I mean, does it look good? Absolutely. Did anybody expect it? No, except me, because I had them starting seven and one, and that's not just because I'm a homer. That's because I broke <laughs> it down. But uh, I have them losing to Denver, though, and that may not happen now. So that that's the thing about predicting football games. But the fans are are going crazy, and they're not talking Super Bowl. You know, it's it's Vegas. I mean, Vegas has the Eagles now as number two behind the Patriots in favorites to win the Super Bowl. They're the favorites to win the NFC East. That's They're the favorites incredible. to win the – so that's not just the fans who always get excited in cities, you know, like Atlanta last year and Seattle, and you go down the list of teams, Carolina, you know, where the fans get excited. The thing is, it's Vegas that's now all of a sudden talking about Wentz as an MVP candidate because that's what we do in sports radio and even on podcasts. You talk about – Week to week. I mean, college football. Everybody worries about the polls. You know, that's the one good thing about the NFL. There is no poll. You don't worry about, are you going to be in the top four to make the playoffs? You're going to make the playoffs in the NFL if you're a good team. You win your division and you get some wild cards. In college football, it's only four teams. So the nonsense of, but we have to do it to fill time and to fill blogs and to fill newspaper space and, uh, and, and television network space. 
Because that's what people want to know every week. Who's the best team? Who's the second best team? None of that stuff matters now. But as far as 6-1 and one, and presumably 7-1, and one, unless the Niners come in here and pull off the upset of the, of the season, you know, you got to be excited because the rest of the division, I mean, they could leave them in the dust. Does that mean they're going to yeah. win a Super Bowl? No, but they could really pretty much lap this division by the time they play the Cowboys after the bye. Number two on the board in Vegas to win it all right now. Yep. Is that right? Yeah, after the Patriots. The Patriots Jeez. are favorite. I got the fresh, freshest Jeez. odds. To that's, win the Super Bowl, man, that's, New England Patriots are 13-4. If I was an Eagle fan, I'd be dizzy right now at the thought of that, given where the season began. Yeah, when the season started, they were like, I think, 50-1, to one, something like that. They're now up to 8. They were 10-1 to one last week, and now they're 7-1. to one. And the Patriots are thirteen to four, and then it's Pittsburgh is now number three. How 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 things change, right? A couple of weeks ago, Pittsburgh looked shot. They're now fifteen to two. Kansas City right. fourth, Seattle, Atlanta, the Vikings, the Rams, and Cowboys, and the Saints all up there. But the Saints are twenty-two to one after being thirty-three to one. So it's a week-to-week thing, and that's what makes fans excited because we hear the betting lines and we hear. You know, the national pundits uh, all of a sudden jumping on the bandwagon. And Carson Wentz a couple of weeks ago, no one was sure he can throw the long ball. Now the guy's throwing long. So that's what makes it fun. And for fans around here who have seen some good quarterbacks and some bad quarterbacks, uh, you know, to get a guy number two and to move up to get him, and he turns out to be pretty good, you got to be excited. Yeah. Right now, if the playoffs were to start, you know all four NFC divisional leaders would have been teams that missed the playoffs last year. Exactly. That's why football's fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, there the you one go. thing about football, it's you know, like the NBA. Here we are a week into the season. We could still say without any doubt who the top four teams are going to be. Is there going to be somebody in the NBA who's going to come out of nowhere and shock the world and win the championship? No. Is there somebody in the... Uh, no. You're is right. there somebody in the NHL who's going to come out of nowhere and shock the world and win the Stanley Cup? Uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, if that. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, the NHL, you can mount a title run from the eight hole in yep. your division. Absolutely. Because hockey is so random and you get a hot goaltender, you never know how things are going to break. But you're right about the NBA. The NBA, it's really not worth paying attention to. You can if you want to, but it's not worth paying attention to. Until the playoffs begin. Well, I usually wait till Christmas Day because that's when they tell me the season starts. Yeah, Christmas Day is a good day. Now, tonight I'm all in because my Wizards play the Lakers, and John Wall has promised to basically show no mercy on the kid Lonzo Ball. Well, that was so, Martin, Gortat was the guy who did that, right? Didn't Gortat say he's going to he's going to uh, what was it? Gortat said he was going to wear his ass out, and then Ball and then Wall himself said, "No mercy." So we shall see. You know, I don't, I don't, I feel bad for Lonzo Ball. I feel bad for him because what? his father is really hurting him. His father did a great job in raising him, but his father's putting all this excess pressure on him to go out there and perform. When you tell you, you tell the world he's the best player in the NBA. And the guy is not doing – the guy is shooting 35%, Luigi. Lonzo Ball, 35% from, from the field, 29% from three, and 50% from the free throw line. That's not lighting up the NBA in your first couple of games. Those aren't big baller stats, yeah. No, and then his dad's over there. Now, now the Lakers – here's the best part, Steve. The Lakers are mad 
that Marcin Gertat had the nerve to say that uh, Lonzo yeah. Ball was going to get tortured by John Wall. They're mad at they're mad at Mar- Marcin Gortat for saying that Lonzo Ball is going to get tortured, yeah. but they're not mad at his father who's standing around acting like a jackass every single night at Laker games. Explain that one to me. But I agree, but be- I know, but be- I agree, but before you get too weepy-eyed for good old Lonzo, just remember this. We don't know if he isn't in on the whole work from the start. Like we you're presuming the kid is innocent, and we don't know that. He might be lapping this up. He might get in the car with Papa Ball and high-five and laugh about, oh, it's a great hit, Dad, you did, with Stephen A. Smith and everything else. So I wouldn't put that past him. I, I, you may be right. I, I, I'm a conspiracy theorist guy sometimes, but I, I just think the kid looks too humble. Maybe you're right when he gets in the car and his dad's pumping him up and he's selling product and he's moving shoes and – He's on all the talk shows and all that other stuff. But sooner or later, the kid's got to go out and play. The dad talking isn't going to get the Lakers back in the, uh, you know, in the limelight. If the kid continues to struggle, and I hope he doesn't, and he probably won't because he's only in the league a couple of uh, weeks, but if he does struggle and he doesn't live up to the hype, then what happens? How much, how much longer will people be interviewing Lonzo Ball, La- LaVar Ball, after the game on SportsCenter? How long will that last if, if, this, if the would kid he, continues to struggle? I, I hear you, but would he have been a high lottery pick if his dad didn't pull the act he pulled the last 10 months? I'd say probably not. He might have been 10, 11, 12. Many millions of dollars he probably put in his kid's bank account just by doing that. He helped, but he was one of the top guys. There's no doubt. I mean, I, I don't think he, I don't think he, he was, was out of the line. He was the top guy. But no matter how much everyone hates his dad and wants to kick his kid's ass on the court, guys either succeed or fail in the NBA in the long run based on their own ability. No, absolutely. So and I, I, don't hate, I don't hate his dad. I, I don't hate his dad. I understand the marketing. I mean, Michael Jordan's the one who started all of this to take it to the next level. It's all about one guy and then the rest of the guys around him go get the scraps. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's about making yourself a brand, and that's what these guys do. And I don't blame them. I mean, that's what you do. But usually, you know, if you're a brand... But Tony... Yeah. Go ahead. Here's the thing. Think about this. This is not the last Lonzo Ball. This is not the last LeVar Ball we're going to see. It's not success breeds imitation. I wanna, I'm wondering who's going to be the next more improved version of a carnival barker like LeVar Ball. Because that day is coming. Someone's going to go, hey, this worked for him and his kid. I'm going to take it next level. Watch. You know who it didn't, who had nothing to do with any of that, was uh, Kobe Bryant's dad, Joe Bryant, who was a damn good NBA player, but he didn't have to go out and pimp Kobe. He didn't have to do anything. Joe Bryant, Jelly Bean, as we called him here with the Sixers, never once had to go out there and say, hey, go check my son out at Lower Marion High School. Everybody knew Kobe was going to be good. Although he did go lower in the draft than a lot of, you know, nowadays, Kobe Bryant would be the number one overall, but. You're right, and it's going to be somebody else. But remember, to me, the worst dad, what do they call these guys now? There's a certain term for the dads. Dad brags? Brag dad. Brag dads. That's what they're calling them. Brag dads. Was, uh, was the, the kid at USC. Brag dads. That's what he is. That's not my term. I read that somewhere. Uh, is What's-his-face's son, the dad at USC, the quarterback at USC, whose dad basically made him a robot 
and pretty much ruined his life. The surfer dude from USC. Yeah. No, no, no. No, way before Matt Leinart. The heck's uh, what the heck's and then Marv Marv Marinovich. Yeah, that's it. Exactly right. Todd Marinovich's dad, Marv Marinovich, was his son wanted to surf and just have fun as a SoCal dude, and his dad's like, "No, I'm making you a quarterback." And he pretty much. Yeah. No, Tony. He was like one of those uh, dance moms. Story about Marv. Yeah. Yeah. Marv Marinovich was so strict that his son had not even had a Coca-Cola until he finally got to college at USC. Gee, what a shock that he went off the rails once he was out from on rail and thumb of his maniacal dad training him all the time. It's the Jennifer Capriati effect all over again. Except she was good. And then she went nuts later when she started shoplifting stuff. Well, But every once in a while you see that bra, you know, you're in the store. It's like when you're a woman and you see that pair of panties when you're in uh, Victoria's Secrets and you say, I got to have that, or you're a dude, and you see that nice, uh, what do dudes shoplift most of the time? Cologne? Well, if you're in Florida State, you go to Dillard's and you pick out a couple suits, crab legs. You know, you go, to, you go into a restaurant, you see those crab legs, and they're really expensive, you're know, like $20 a pound. And you're like, dude, I'm just going to take a couple of these crab legs and slip them right in here. The King Cab Inc. ain't cheap. I'd go lobster tail before I'd start stealing a King Crabs, though. They're too damn big. They're hard to hide. Lobster tails, you can stick a couple of those in your pocket with no trouble at all. You know what I'm saying, see? <laughs> I've never thought about lifting lobster tails. <laughs> so now I have the thought it's in my head. Times are tough, How man. How many lobster tails could I fit in my pockets and not be detected by Food Lion Security? Uh, Make it a poll question. At least four. Two in each pot. Now, depending. Now, if it's summertime and you're wearing really baggy shorts... Your cargo pants, you could probably get four in there. But then, and I'm not, I'm not oh. suggesting that people, oh, I'm not yeah. recommending people go out and shoplift. Not now. This is just hypothetical stuff. But say you had a nice big heavy now, coat, what? like a ski coat, with all the extra pockets inside, you can get away with at least a half a dozen lobster tails without any detection whatsoever. I have a dozen clams too. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, you can buy a bag of clams you for like eight bucks. Lobster tails like are expensive, man. Exactly. I, I, I think the hardest thing to shoplift from a, from a grocery store is a full live lobster. Yeah, you, you don't want to. You reach your arm all the way into the tank. Yeah. Well, while nobody's looking behind the counter, you got to stuff that thing all squirming and wet and everything else into some pocket somewhere. And then you got to get out of the store undetected. I think I actually did a update a couple of years ago on Into the Night about a woman who shoplifted live lobsters in her in her pants. Did we lose Dave? No, oh, really? there's. Yeah, no, I'll have to find it somewhere, but I'm almost sure. I va- I vaguely remember doing a story about that. And it wasn't it wasn't Don't go there with me. it was a couple what? live lobsters and something else. That's like breaking into a jewelry store and taking like a pair of earrings. Is that like surfing you know purse? I mean? Is that what that is? Yeah, I mean if you take anything like if you're not going for the Rolexes or at least you know the diamond chains, why would you take like a pair of earrings when you got like Rolexes and well, diamonds all over the place? Yeah, but to, to jack a lobster, Tony, that's for the challenge. That's, oh, no doubt like, about it, yeah. It's the it's the Mount Everest of Shoplifting right there. Exactly. And if you if you do get stopped at the door with the lobster wiggling out of your pocket, you just calmly say, 
oh, no, I brought this lobster in with me. Exactly He's right. my pet. <laughs> there it is. I found the story. January, it was, it was posted on June 13th, 2014. That was my birthday. It was uh, a woman shoplifted seven lobster tails. Well, these, were, these weren't live, though. No, they so were these tails. Were, these were tails by sticking them in her pants. It takes a lot of sand to put a live lobster in your pants. I'll tell yeah. you that right now. See, six lo- how many? Seven lobster tails? No, here. This is the one. This is the one because it was in um, 2011, so we were still doing Into the Night. And she had two live lobsters in her pants. Two live lobsters. Wasn't that a, wasn't that a talk show? <laughs> yeah, the two about live two, lobsters? Like two live crew. Yeah, oh, two <laughs> live stews, too. They're good buddies of mine. You remember <laughs> Jason Stewart and the guys? Two live lobsters. <laughs> I think we need to get the website right now. It's we go from talking there. about the quarterbacks in the National Football League to shoplifting tips with Steve Zabin joining us right now. You can follow him on Twitter. At, at, uh, is it at Steve Zabin or is it at Zabe? It's at Zabe. S-Z-A-B-E. You follow me, by the way, Steve? Roger that. By the way, Steve. <laughs> I follow I, all your hot tweets. I want to tell you that... Uh, <laughs> The Facebook is blowing yeah. up. People are loving hearing you on with Tony. And people are like, my two favorite guys on together. Dream come true. Well, I love it. I wish we could have gotten a better hookup than a phone. There's a bit of a delay here, so I'm trying to get the timing down. By the way, uh, Don Petrie on the Facebook live feed watching says, Zabe's always the one complaining about other callers' poor cell phone reception. Here he is talking through a tin can. Oh, that is rich. That's what he writes. Now, this is not Steve's fault, though. This I is know. I, I'm, just, I'm, re- I'm just reading a tweet from because one of his fans. we wanted to do it via um, a Skype or ISDN, video ISDN, because he has studio-quality right. material. But um, we only have one laptop, and the laptop could not handle doing both the broadcast over Facebook Live and doing a Skype call at the same time. So we have No, Zabe's big time. He's got an ISDN line in his house. I know. I used to have that, too, back in the day. So Dean from... Tampa just checks in. He just texts me, and he says she stole the lobster to go with the crabs in her pants. Oh, see, now that's, that's just wrong. That's just wrong. It's the kind of snappy uh, humor you get here on the Tony Bruno I know. Show. So, Zay, now you're doing, my, my, you're doing two shows a day still, or you're just doing the mornings now? Did we lose him? Zay, what the hell's going on out there? He said it dropped me. He tried to call back. No luck. Tell him I'm, well. I love Steve. I don't want it to just end like that. It, you have to have a nice, clean ending. I'm calling him right except now. Your, except divorces. Most of the time, you don't there. But well, on radio sometimes. interviews, you should have a nice, clean divorce or clean ending. Divorces are rarely clean. Correct. I'm not hearing the normal beep, 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 beep. I know. My Aunt Lucy is watching tonight on Facebook Live. No. Hey, Lucy. Yes, my Aunt Lucy. Lucy. And Lucy Conjaldi listening tonight. Everybody's watching the it show. Keeps- and uh, we appreciate all the people. See, that's why I the can't watch The blog talk it. stream is gone, people are saying. Is that what's happening? Yeah. We continue to roll, though. Yes, we do. Can we play our Fast Domino tribute? We can do that. Let's do that. We right haven't now. done that yet. Because here's what's happening. We lost another le- We lost two legends already this week. We did lose two legends. Yeah. We lost Robert Guillaume, of course, Benson. A lot of people remember him from uh, more of his recent stuff, like Sports Night, the TV show. But do you remember Benson? Yeah, he was in everything, man. No, he was a great actor. He was in everything. What's called um, Rafiki in the in uh, Lion King. Did you know, Robin, that uh, Robert Guillaume was the voice of Rafiki in Lion King? No, yes, in the movie The Lion King, Robert Guillaume was the voice of Rafiki. I never even seen The Lion King. Uh, You did. We are going to sit down because I don't think I don't think Tony's seen it. 
I'm telling I've you. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Yes. We are going to sit down. And I know who Rafiki and is. And I will have Kleenex ready for the both of you guys. I'm not going to cry. Oh, please. Please. Did you Actually, I'll, probably cry. I'll cry. Did you I cry at everything? So Did you cry. cry when you saw the Carson Wentz, and Wentz piece with the Dutch destroyer with a kid from New Jersey, from uh, Delaware? I, anything with kids, man. I'm done. I cried oh. like a baby. I said to Robin, I said, I know you don't want to cry right now. But you got to watch this. I was in the middle of watching some other show, and she's I hear watching from some a, phony TV show, which so makes her cry. I hear Tony, and I said, "You want to hear? You want to cry no, about this?" This is how Tony. Real? So Tony goes, "Robin, you need to watch this right now." And he's like trying to hold it together, and he goes, "I didn't. I broke down. I broke just down. Yelling like down at me. You got to watch this right now. It's um, yeah. You're you better get some Kleenex." <laughs> you saw the Dutch destroyer piece about the kid, right? Absolutely. And you know that Carson Wentz wears that. And you know they put them up for I sale Robin for charity. Was a Dutch destroyer. Well, she was the Dutch destroyer. <laughs> yeah. She's the destroyer. She, of the Dutch. Me. she destroyed me. Exactly. When I met her. But no, the story was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And they put the uh, there was a, they made a charity to sell those Dutch destroyer bracelets. Yep. Yeah, they're doing pretty well. They sold seventeen thousand bracelets. That's so awesome. less than two days. That's over a hundred thousand dollars of raising for charity, which the family is going to donate to charity. It's so an this isn't going story. to the family. For the, uh, for the late son who died of cancer. And They're so, putting this to great use. And he has two brothers, an older brother and a younger brother who um, survived, obviously. Um, but he had some strange uh, cancer that spread like crazy. Well, they caught it first, and they thought they had it. Right. And then, unfortunately, it, it metastasized, and, uh, and he didn't make it, unfortunately, for the young man. Yeah. Uh, actually, Dean tw- tweets in or texts me now on the text line, on the Tony Bruno text yeah. line. On the personal He's, cell phone, yeah. Yes. He says, I haven't seen bad parenting like Lonzo since Lindros' mom and dad. Oh, man. <laughs> that's pretty good right there. <laughs> a hockey horn right there. That, go, that, that calls for a hockey horn. What up? Can we, let's, can we go to Chubby? I mean, uh, Fats over here. Chubby? Chubby. Fats. Oh, there's Chubby I, Checkers. Yeah, don't get them confused. You say you had a chubby? Do you no. still have the condoms no, with you this I, week? No, I'm actually down, <laughs> down to uh, where we... we have, I wait, don't we have know. an update? I do not wait, need to know. No, see, see, I, I've been acting like his mother, and I there's a lot of things that I need to teach this young man. What one do you need things, to teach me? You don't so brag about many how many condoms right, so, But one of the things I definitely... Like, for one thing... I accidentally left the toilet seat up. It was accident. I'm, I'm a grown man. I've been living on my own for quite some time now. I'm usually it pretty... It should be automatic. It not shouldn't be automatic just because you feel it should be automatic. You are you dating now and... It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter. Whenever you go anywhere else besides your own home, if you are a single man, you know, you should know... No excuses. It was an accident. It's happened before, young man. And that was an accident, too. <laughs> and I never, ever, ever leave a toilet seat up, ever. Ever. Hey, because I grew up with two women, the my l- mom and my sister. Actually, three oh, women. Oh, good. So you're yeah. holier than I. I'm sorry. No. All right, I'm the worst person in the world. I left the toilet seat up. God freaking strike the me The only down. place a toilet seat stays up is if I'm in a public restroom and it's already up. Because yeah. I ain't putting my damn hand on a toilet seat a in a public no. restroom. And by the way, if it's down... And I have it's, to pee, and, and the urinals are all full. I'm peeing on that damn toilet seat. It's staying there. Ain't no way I'm picking that up without a hazmat suit. Can't you pick it up with a piece of toilet paper? Hell no. I touch a Kardashian before I touch oh. the public <laughs> toilet seat. Are you crazy? <laughs> no way in hell, man. No way I in hell. You, baby. Actually, can I? I want to add to that. That's pretty, I never make it. I want to add to that. In a women's restroom, 
they should just not they they should have all of the toilet seats both men's and women's automatically just stay up that you actually physically have to put it down it's like on a little spring-loaded thing and you have to put it down to sit on it because most women in public restrooms hunker they don't sit down unless they absolutely have to so what happens if the toilet seat's down and they're hunkering because they already think it's nasty Mm -hmm. they spray all over it and then if you do need to sit down because of you know whatever reason i think blog talk by the way is back up and running i have some people calling in okay um so, in other words, why don't why don't you since let's, let's, let's try to get a, getting uh, rave reviews? I gotta give you know because I've I've been harder, young man. Thank you. What do you mean? I'm getting rave reviews for that. John Finnegan texts and he says, "Touch a Kardashian line of the night." I would touch a toilet seat in the Grand Central train station before I touch a Kardashian. No, it's the other way around. I said I would touch a toilet seat. No, it's the other way around. Even Dean checking in on the official Luigi Curto text line over here, Sammy. Let me try him again. See if uh, Zabe leaves the toilet seat up. He probably does. You think most guys still leave the toilet seat up? I try to. I always leave the light on. Well, it's... But the last... You know Tombo dead personally. Since we have lived here in this (laughs) house, I have fallen into the toilet twice, both because of this man across the way from me. Both have been accidents. Whatevs. You you need... What is with the abbreviation talk? You need some mom What did you say? She said whatevs. Oh, you said whatevs? I did. Oh, man. All right, in the meantime, we'll thank Abe. And if he's listening, he knows we thank him, and we love him, and we appreciate him coming on tonight. Let's do our fast domino update, though. All right, we could try that. While we get the phone straightened yeah, out. Yeah, let me see if I can figure this out. Let's go to the... This, this, is, uh, go this is from 1958. 58? 1958. Dick Clark... 59 years old here. Dick Clark was not only doing Bandstand, he was doing another show on Saturday nights. What was that? I had it written down on the Handstand? Thing. Headstand? No, no, something like that. And you know what happened? What happened, Tony? You no, know, the show was called... Uh, uh, did I write it down? Yeah, it was called Saturday Night Beach Nut Show with Dick Clark. I don't even remember this. I was a baby. In 1958, and he had Fats Domino live to do a medley of his hits. Let's listen to this. Quality's not great, but you'll still get it. Songs that uh, have added to that 25 million mark. It's a pretty fantastic thing in the short length of time that the man has been in the business that he's been able to create so many of favorite songs of Fats Domino. Let's listen to a few once again. Fats Domino. Thank you. 
There he was back in the day in 1958. And he was singing that live on this show and sounded just as good live as he did in the recordings. The late, great Antoine Fats Domino. The video is pretty cool, too, man. It's, yeah, it is it's amazing. Cool. It's amazing. Black and white, obviously. And that, was not even, that wasn't even digitally recorded. That was like uh, back in the day before they could record stuff on, on digital audio. So it still sounded pretty good, the late, great Fats Domino. In the meantime, we got our phone system working again. I do. Yes, Tony. We All need right. somebody to donate us. Uh, we got to go to Best Buy and get hooked up with another computer. I hear you, Tony. Seriously. My, my, uh, my beautiful Sony Vio <laughs> from Circuit City it's going so, out of business sale days. Why did you like that computer? Because it was a piece of crap to begin with. No, it wasn't. It was a great computer. I took that computer all over the world. I know. It served me I'm well. I'm just telling you, Tony. Most people I mean, go out and buy $5,000 computers, and it didn't last long as my $500 Vio. I'm just telling you, Tony, that even back in the day, not Destiny it Vio, would not have course. been able to handle what we need to do. That's the problem. It was a fine <laughs> computer for what you needed to do with it. Which was do a damn radio show. No, you never did a radio show from your computer. You just needed it to surf, you know, whatever. And there wasn't even Tinder back then. Exactly right. We apologize to all the Now you know why I got out of the business. You might as well be in Florida right now with what's going on. I wish I was in Florida right now, Tony. (laughs) Joe Quillen goes, welcome to Florida. That's right. Let's go to Orlando, one of the happiest places on earth. My happy place. Well, this couple is going to space too. This couple was going to be even happier, happier, happy due to an Amazon order. You know how much Amazon orders make me happy, Tony. Luigi's waiting on a couple items he right is. now. In my Halloween costume. He's waiting on something. You buy your Halloween any, costume I, on Amazon. People are wondering what I'm going out as Halloween for Halloween. Yeah. I will give you the hint. I'm trying to make reservations at Dorsey. Okay. It means go. nothing to me. It means a lot. It to means me. to people who know what Dorcia is, it's pop culture. Well, for those of you who know and love Amazon like I do, you know that you can pretty much get anything on Amazon. Sorry, I tried. I know Amazon's good. Amazon is fantastic. Well, one couple, they were getting ready to move and they were going to be taking, uh, they they wanted to ship their uh, household equipment in those big plastic containers. Right, the one everybody has. You know, the big, you know, they're like 85 gallon containers or whatever they are. So they ordered, uh, I think they were like, they ordered like 10 or 15 of them on Amazon. But when the shipment arrived, what was supposed to have been only like 20 pounds was suddenly 93 pounds. And they said, hmm, something doesn't seem right here. And they opened up their packages. And inside said plastic bins were an additional bonus 65 pounds of marijuana. Damn, son. Amazon Primo right there. Yeah, but Amazon baby. will get you high at night. So, yeah, they said, they. this is the quote, they were extremely it's heavy. Amazon killer right there. That's what that heavier is. Heavier than you would think from the from ordering, oh, it was only four, four empty bins. How many? Four big bins. Yeah. How many bins, Luigi? Uh, four, Tony, but I can't play that while I'm doing this. Uh, okay, I got, I'll do it then. I have it. So, this was like a really good couple. I, I would have been surprised because normally in a Florida story, I would not have expected them to contact the police right away, but they did. And Sergeant <laughs> Eduardo Bernard, Bernal, 
said that they are cooperating with authorities in the state where the package was shipped from, which was a facility in Massachusetts. Dude. Let's see. Who lives in Massachusetts? It's a stoner that I know. Now, like, Who lives in Massachusetts? A stoner that you know or that you don't know? So now here's my question. So I'm trying to like think of all the different scenarios. So either they were being temporary, like so somebody had 65 pounds of marijuana and they were temporarily storing them in these plastic bins in the Amazon warehouse thinking that it wasn't going to go anywhere and they would be able to get them when they needed to. And it's airtight. And it's airtight. Tight, And then accidentally those four bins got sent off by mistake or... They figured that they would send them off and that somebody was supposed to intercept the shipment wow. in Florida before it got to these people's Dude. house. Tony Montana may have been waiting for it. I don't I mean like there's many different scenarios that you could have here. There's no duck walk no more. No. Here's the most ridiculous part of that story that doesn't make any sense to me. What delivery driver? would not bitch about carrying a box that weighs 90 pounds. I know. Right? It's like, it can't be over a certain weight and a certain size. I ain't carrying this. You crazy? No, Amazon people, we have the most No, I know that. But like postal service, there's only a certain weight you can, you're can. you allowed to carry by yourself. You have to put it on a... On a, a dolly or a car? Yeah, on a dolly. No, they do. you know the little, the, the blonde uh, UPS driver? Oh, no, she's phenomenal. Oh, no, wait, wait. She's Even amazing. with UPS, anything over like, I think it's anything over 70 pounds can't go over the top, sh- or, or 40 pounds can't go on the top shelf. They can ship anything. They can ship anything. No, I know they can, but my point is that's pretty heavy for empty. I know the the delivery person doesn't know what's inside the box, but somebody's got to realize that four empty containers. But they don't know what's in, like, so they don't know what's what's supposed to be in the box to begin with, so they just No, the person at the Amazon place, when they pull it off the shelves, knows what four empty boxes are supposed to weigh as opposed to four empty boxes with 65 pounds of weed in. The guy at the Amazon place pulling those boxes in the middle of the night, he's high anyway, so it doesn't even matter. Are you kidding me? Or they were in on it. That's why I'm saying that I think... Inside job? It was an inside job, and they were supposed to... They they knew that they were heavier, and there was on purpose, and they thought that they could intercept it on the other end, but then something went awry. We're terribly wrong. I can't believe we don't have any, like, weed music playing for this stuff. I don't have weed music to play. Luigi's having issues anyway. Tony, I got so many problems over here, bro. It's an outrage, man. I don't know what I have as far as I'll give you another Poor Zabe. He's like going, what is going on back there? Zabe, we're not going to be able to call you back to thank you, but I'm thanking you publicly. Well, here's what... So, uh, people are checking in, and Barbecue Beef Balboa was saying that it it went to, like, the blog talk. At one point, he heard a voice say, O.S. He's getting some random stream. Sounds like somebody's watching a hockey game. What? Yes. That's, that's what I'm saying. Somebody crossed the streams as far as like blog talk. You never cross the streams. No, we you don't cross the streams. We shoot straight around here. I know. I'm mad that I don't have my long bong hit with the, with the coughing in it that I used to play all the time. I got a bong hit, but it's not the... It's a bad one, too. That's the only one you got for me, bro. No, I got another one with the coughing at the end. I used to play that every... We had a guy that called in in the show once, Dude, live remember? bong hits. A guy did a live bong hit, remember? And I thought he was taping it. And then I asked him to do it again to prove that he wasn't playing a tape. And the guy ripped off a bong hit and then coughed. It was epic radio. Sort of like this show tonight. Yes, Tony. This whole thing has been a bong hit. By the way, people trying to guess what Luigi's going to be for Halloween? Are they really? Let me give you a hint. Oh, good for you. There you go, brother. Is that a good hint? That's a good hint. Who's, who's guessing? People are guessing? No, I'm just making oh, that up so I can thing. play that. Chris Otto checks in on Facebook Live and says, I just shipped my pants. I just shipped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Hi-oh. 
<laughs> and Jason Nemiroff says, 99 problems and a computer is one. And Brad Borkowski checks in. Shadow ban on Block Talk. It is a shadow ban on Block Talk. We have a shadow ban? I believe so, Tony. You think so? I believe so, yes, man. Ridiculous, this, man. This stuff never happens. Well, we usually have other problems that happen. We got 99. Well, as uh, Nemiroff checks in, it goes, 99 problems. A computer ain't one. Luigi, turn, turn my computer on. Turn it on? How yeah. do I do that? Do You're I stroke up. it gently okay. or do I uh, deftly touch it? How do I do it? No, you whisper in its ear and you Go. bite it. I got to give you my, qu- my uh, crazy story of the day. Do you have a crazy story for the day? I told you that we talked to Ar- Carson Wentz earlier in the show, right? You know, he's yes. the top-selling jersey now in the NFL. Did you well, know of course. That? Numero 11. Number, Number 11. 11. So Another I went f- back, and I went back and looked at all the Philadelphia Eagles players in their history who wore number 11. I think I have an idea, and I, I can rattle some off. You know who the greatest one was, though? Jeff right? Blake. No, that's a good one. Okay, hold Norm on. Van on, 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 on Norm Van Brocklin. All right, let's go. We got Jeff Blake. Uh, didn't Rippin wear 11? Mark Rippin wore number 11, okay. correct. Um, obviously Wentz. The immortal Jeremy Bloom. He wore 11. Matt Barr, the Matt, kicker from Penn State, okay. wore 11. Okay, well, I didn't go, I didn't go to kick. Casey Weldon wore number 11. Not Casey Kasem. Not Casey Kasem. Um, John Walton, John Boy Walton. Did Timmy Chang wear number 11? No, he did not. Ah, oh, man. Trent Edwards wore number 11. Remember I forgot about wore? Trent Edwards was here for five minutes. I forgot about that. Josh Huff wore number 11. Before he unceremoniously ended his career by screwing around here and got thrown out. Who else you got? Steve Smith wore number 11. Steve Smith was here for about 30 seconds in training camp. Tim Hasselbeck wore number 11. Tim Hasselbeck's quality. He's on ESPN. He's yes, the he Hasselbeck Buck, Buck brother back. Beck ba- brother ba- that's ba- 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 Tim Hasselbeck. Ron Paulus wore number 11 from Notre Dame. Ron Paulus. Remember Ron Paulus? Yes, he was here? Yes. Jay Fiedler wore number 11. I mean, who could forget the ears? I can't. I did my show with Baldy, and he was on TV. We did the show on... Uh, uh-huh. And Jay Fiedler was one of the guests. We took live phone calls on, uh, what was it called, Monday Night Live. And somebody called up and spoofed us back then before we had delays and all the other stuff. And he called and said, Jay, you're doing a great job as a quarterback. By the way, I have a question. How do you fit that helmet over those ears? I know. Somebody said that on TV. And then Baldy and I are sitting there on live TV like, uh-oh, what are we, you know, we had to get out of it without looking like idiots, which we couldn't do because it was live. We couldn't dump the caller and move on. We just, like, moved on. It was awkward, like this show is most of the time. But you mentioned a name. I mean, to go back to Tommy Thompson. There's a lot of guys. Bobby mm-hmm. Thomason. Uh, I mentioned Casey. Well- you remember Casey Weldon? No, I don't. You How about Rick him. Arrington? You remember him? He was no, a quarterback. But you mentioned the name, Jeremy Bloom. Yes. And earlier today, I tweeted out. This is, this is epic right here, th- man. This is unbelievable, Robin. I tweeted out as a, as a joke, but, you know, trying to pay homage to some of the great number 11s in Eagles history. So I said, Jerseys are really expensive now. I, uh, would it be okay if I took my Jeremy Bloom Eagles jersey and just changed the name to Wentz? Right? And I tweeted that out. Later on, I get a tweet from Jeremy Bloom. And he said, go for which it, Tony. Which is incredible. Which is he, incredible. He said, go for it, Tony. Go Birds. How about that? Jeremy Bloom. Let me give him a roaring round of applause. Jeremy Bloom was an unbelievable athlete. Do you remember his story? Yes, he was, Tony. Great athlete. First of all, he was a skier. He was an Olympic skier. The guy was like one of the greatest slalom skiers of all time. Then remember, he played at uh, he played Colorado. at Colorado. Was a wide receiver, punt returner, and then because he wanted to be in the NFL, he wasn't allowed to do any endorsements for his skiing gig, which was his was his career. The guy's in 
The guy's the youngest guy ever inducted into the skiing hall of fame. Yeah, he was like he was Bodie Miller hype before Bodie Miller. Oh came no, out. this yeah. guy was world class. Mm-hmm. Two Olympics, three world championships, right? And then and he was a smart guy too. And then he went to Colorado, and then the Eagles drafted him in the fifth round, I believe, in two thousand and six. Do you know who else was in that draft? Along with Jeremy Bloom. Now the Eagles took him late in the fifth round because they were looking for a punt returner, a guy with world class skills. Do you know who they? Uh, do you know who they uh, took? You know who else went in that draft? Who else? Guy still playing in the NFL. A guy who just played the other night in the, the Jeremy Washington Bloom Redskins. draft. Yeah. What? What? Tight end for the Washington Redskins. Jordan Reed. Nope. Oh no no um. Vernon, Vernon Davis. Davis. Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis was in that draft. Okay. I mean, there were a couple other big names in the 2006. But so Jeremy Bloom. Where Vernon Davis go to college? Uh, Georgia? Maryland. Oh, I should know that. Damn it. He was a terp. Anyway, so Jeremy, I tweet him back, and then I, 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 I try to see what he was doing. I'm going to get him on the show next week. Because the guy's got an amazing, you know, he's a CEO of a big tech company, not tech company, but like a, an investment banking company. Really? Do you know he went to Wharton School at Penn? He went to the Wharton School wow. of Penn. This guy's brilliant. He's got his own TV show on CNBC on investments. Yeah, Jeremy Bloom, man. He's doing well. Maybe we, he can help us out. I mean, you might be really great on uh, the NFL wins and losses, but... Maybe you have to try to get, have get me, help, help help me make some money. <laughs> I don't need any portfolio help. I need income help. I need ways to figure out how to... He's as old as I am. How old is he now? 35? He's, he's 35. Mm-hmm. He's 5'9", 180 pounds. I'm 5'10", a buck 90, 35. He's doing better than I am. This is BS, man. We got the same stats here. But the, but the good thing, but the point is, he was a great skier. You know, we've seen this with track stars. They go to the NFL. He played college football, so it wasn't just a guy who was a skier who tried to go out and run. The guy was a good athlete. You know, he had a black belt in karate by age 12. Do you know he won the Superstars competition on CBS? Did you know that, Luigi? No. So the guy's a great athlete. He's not just a skier. He's a world-class skier, but he's a brilliant businessman, too. And he's now the CEO of his own company. How about that for Jeremy Bloom? Makes me Pe- wanna, he makes me want to commit suicide right now. Man. We're, we're the same age, and he's doing a hell of a lot better than I am. Did you go to the Wharton School of Penn? No, I didn't. I went to, I went to, the, to the Tony Bruno School of Hard Knocks. So that's, where I, that's where I went. He's cute, too. He's got it all, man. Damn. Of course, of course Robin brings that into play. Well, you got to bring that into play. Good for Jeremy Bloom. Because remember, when the Eagles drafted him, he was hurt, and he never made the team. But they brought him in because he was pretty good in college at Colorado. He returned punts there. And remember, 2006, that was right after the Super Bowl year. Remember? So the Eagles were still... Yeah, they were still there. They were still They were still a good team. So they were looking to add some help to the, to the receiving team, to the, uh, not receiving, but he, he was listed as a receiver, but he was really here to return punts and kicks. Yeah, and then he gets hurt. He gets reason. hurt, and then the Steelers pick him up, and then he didn't make that team. And then he decided to go into other stuff and became very wealthy and very successful. He also participated in a dating game show called The Choice in 2012. Well, he was smart and got out of that crap. Bachelor, bachelorettes. Tell me one person who's been on those shows who has gone on to be successful in any other walk of life. I think... They're all losers. I think only the very first couple... I don't even mean about getting married. I'm talking about moving on from being a loser that goes on a TV show to get married and date somebody and sleep with people on television and then goes on and becomes the CEO of their own company. None of them. They're all loser bums. Well, good for them. Bastards. No respect for those people. They are the lowest forms of life on this planet. What, all the reality TV stars? 
Not all of them, just the people on The Bachelor and Bachelorette. It's a shit show. It is a shit show. The chicks <laughs> watch it. The, chi- the I, same I, women, I, well, I, the same listen, women who are mad about guys moving on from woman to woman are happy that See, one that's the dude, one thing I can never understand. One dude bangs 12 Yo, different chicks and gives the them same, a rose. In a, that's, the, that's the one thing I never understand. They're all fighting for the attention of a guy who literally just hooked up with the girl to your left and is trying to hook up with the girl to your right. And you are walking around like a piece of meat at this guy's feet. Damn right. It is the most self-deprecating show I've ever seen in my entire life. Totally agree. But you know what? It's funny. No, it's no, not. It's, not. It, it's funny. It's not I mean, funny. it's messed it's up, not. but it's funny. It's but not I, funny at all. To me, I'm sorry. So if I, when I see people act like that, in real, those people that act like that in real life, I, I don't like them. They I, don't I act like that. Which, no, they what, do. What guy, what guy goes around and has 12 women waiting for him and says, I'll bang you tonight, and if you're good enough, I'll give you a rose, honey. Well, all right? I'll give you a rose. And the rest of you, hey, y'all. You should have been hanging out with me at 26, bro. Dude, you should have been hanging out with me in LA. And then they have like these, these, you know, you see the clips of him where they're, but I love him. Oh, I know. I, I fell so in love much. with him. It's been oh six God. days. It's been six days. He just tongued your best friend. Yeah. It's it's outrage. And then the bat, and then you get the bachelorette with the guys that are all like, some of them are trying to be macho and the other guys are trying to be. Spot. They're all boutons. No, they're all retards. They're they all boutons. Jesse Palmer was a bachelor. He went on to do college football on ESPN. I actually, but he was already an athlete. He was a college quarterback. He wasn't some stunat off the street like the Jersey Shoresky Fozos. I ordered a drink next to Jesse Palmer at the hotel. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, he was sitting there. He's a good-looking guy, too. Everybody was like, hey, Jesse Palmer. I'm like, what's up, man? Sucked in the NFL. Of, I saw a clip of something which I thought was actually kind of funny, which was, um, I think it was a NFL football player. I don't even remember what the name of the show was called. It was something like... Um, my mom is choosing my wife, or something like that. Well, Travis uh-huh. Kelsey was on there, wasn't he? Wasn't it something like that though? Where I don't it was know. like a, it was a show where there's his- a show called uh, Date My Mom. I like that show. That was filmed in my house in Venice. I told you a couple episodes of that. Was right? it really? That's, yeah. That, yes. That's Are you serious? I swear to God, <laughs> you I wasn't in there. I, I had to leave the house. They compensate you for that? Absolutely. Are, Are you, you kidding serious? Me? You you run it up the pad for? They came to my house and they said, "Hey, and we like the, the house. We like the house." Then they liked the house. They said, "We'll pay you to X. come in and shoot." And, uh, and where'd said, you stay? It was during the day. I walked around. I'd peek in every once in a while. Are you serious? Yeah. That's awesome, They man. also filmed my house for uh, Miami Vice. No. They did exteriors because we had palm trees in Venice. And they don't shoot. They only shoot the exteriors in Miami of those shows. And then they shoot the rest of the stuff in L.A. or Canada. So they used my house to shoot Miami Vice, the TV show, the current version of it, the one that's not on. It's not, is that still on the air? Miami Vice? Uh, I think it's like the remake of the remake of the remake. No, it's a TV series. It's on every week. I don't know if it's still on. 30 years ago, Tony. No, no, I'm not talking about the original Miami Vice. There was a recent one on. Anyway, enough about that. Robin, are we are we going to try to effort to get Steve back on, or are we no, going to call? No, we're saying good night to him. Okay, yeah. we're, yeah, we, I mean, we got a good segment in with Steve. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't li- like he was on for t- four minutes and we cut him off because okay, we're like twenty minutes into like over. I know, and people want to watch the World Series. Well, a couple. I of think the w- the show that I might be thinking about is Married by Mom and Dad, but I'm not sure. Yeah, well, no, what was the one on Ninety Day the uh, Divorcee or uh, Ninety Day Divorcee? No, there's Ninety like- Day Fiance or Ninety Day something. Wow. Married in Ninety Days or six? I don't know. Uh, There's 16, so many of them. Nothing it's will like, beat 16 and pregnant, though. I mean, that's my favorite show. That's, that's, I think all young women now we and do all have, mothers should have their, encourage their children we do to watch have 16 and pregnant. We do have one caller. <laughs> on. Yeah, exactly. Do we, should we take one Let's phone Let's take one call? more call. 
before you, we go. You gonna so try to pull them up yourself? I will pull them up here. Hopefully, so hopefully the volume's loud enough from my computer because normally my computer's not set to do it. You want to know why? Because uh, your gain's all the way down. But I turn that all the way up for you. Wait, okay. I mean, by the way, before we take the call, I got Dean has an important uh, message. Antonio Miucci, an Italian immigrant, developed the design of a talking telephone in 1849 that works better than the 2017 <laughs> shit you have tonight. Uh, He's right about that, boss. Absolutely. Okay. This is Erica 215. So uh, we don't have a call screener. We're going straight to you if you're listening. But Luigi has a call screener on Funk and Fantasy every single Thursday night. That's because this show is, is a professionally run program, Tony. You've taught me how to run a professional exactly. podcast, and I will not settle for less. However, the guy who does answer my phones, Marty5000, Brian Martell, our tech guy, sometimes he falls asleep at the wheel. And he doesn't even pick up the phones. So I have to check in on him and say, Brian, there's people holding. Oh, I'm sorry, Luigi. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, he has not yet been in the wine cellar. Neither has Joe Corrado. Well, who will also be a fucking fancy tomorrow. Of course. <laughs> I think that maybe Joe, I, well, Brian.